Happy Friday, everybody. Oh, man, we're so super excited. We got the one and only Brett Green coming yes. on this show this week. And, man, he made his acting debut against the one and only legendary Viola Davis. And and we're not just, like, in a scene with Viola, like, back and forth with Viola. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, intimidating, right? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously, to go toe-to-toe with a legend and you're just like ah oh yeah but yeah man this guy's got so much to talk about i mean he's a rapper he is a rapper does a little freestyle i'm sure everybody saw the tease on social media right oh man but in bones ratchet most recently in ratchet so we're so super excited about it the up-and-comers are gonna love this one that is later on the show now let's get a little crazy What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we're on episode 141 this week. Ooh, I know. 141. Dude, it's insane. Man. I know. And we are course, just like two months away from the big 150. I know. It's weird Damn. to think about. It's weird it to think is. about. I mean, to, I mean, going back and thinking about our first ever show and now realizing that we are 141 episodes deep. It's insane. It is insane. It's also insane to think it's been almost a year since the 100th episode. Yeah. I mean, woo. It's, it's time flies when you're having fun. Exactly. Because we having fun. Exactly. And you guys know your host with the most, myself, JLo Fantastic, and the one and only Mouth. What's up? Yeah, buddy. We got a lot to talk about today. Ooh, boy. Oh, man. We are going to be blowing through this shit. <laughs> um, Warner Media is changing the entertainment industry for the good or better or worse. Who fucking knows? Create your own opinions man. on this one. So we're going to go deep dive in. I'm sure everybody has seen the news that broke on Thursday. But it's insane, it's insane, but we're talking about SAG-AFTRA, we're talking about the Oscars, uh, we're talking about a whole bunch of different stuff. Everybody had a lot of news this week. They did. So we're going to try to hit everything and give everybody equal time, but of course, I mean, you know, we're the one-stop shop. If it's going down in Hollywood, we are talking about That's it. That's right. And of course, before we get this thing started, be sure to visit our website, www.crazyantmedia.com, click on that merchandise tab, and start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear of course our holiday merch is out right now so be sure to check it out bonk as santa and bonk in the santa hat with some christmas lights it looks fantastic guys so be sure to pick one up now while supplies last and be sure to wear them while you're opening your gifts on christmas morning yes because we have christmas pajamas yes I mean, that's what you want to open your gifts in. That's all I'm saying. Agreed, man. Agreed. Uh, Let's get this thing started with some SAG after stuff. Especially since one of our previous guests, the one and only the legendary Ed Asner, is one of these people that are suing SAG after because of the new stuff that's going on due to the health benefits. Yes, yes. As you guys know, they made some changes. We talked about the contract changes a couple of months ago, right? But uh, the healthcare contention was was part of that and apparently it is not going over so well so like JLo said Ed Asner and nine other members of SAG-AFTRA are suing the trustees of the union's health care plan so that means the people in charge of the health care plan for SAG-AFTRA that's who they're suing and it's because I mean they're 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 saying it's discriminating against old people age discrimination and that's because at a certain age they're cutting off the benefits And apparently, even if you're not at that age yet, they also changed the requirements for the uh, monthly amount of money or annual amount of money that you have to make per year to qualify for the health care. And during COVID, 
a lot of these performers haven't met that minimum requirement, yeah. so they're losing the health care. And so all that is included in this. It's Here's the crazy thing. The sag After plan has about 33,000 participants, but only two-thirds are going to receive the continued benefits. Two-thirds, that means a yeah. third of that 33,000 people are going to be screwed, you know, come whenever. And hopefully... I don't know. That doesn't sound good. I know. And especially with like these nine other people or 10 other people who are suing the trustees, I feel like a lot of them are either older people or younger people who like kid actors who are not getting enough hours on screen and working enough. So it's crazy. It's super crazy right now. It is. And I just feel like even if you didn't meet the the minimum requirement or the annual requirement and pay, you know, to Ed Asner is 90 years old. Yeah. He has been a member of SAG at the president two or three times, you know, but anyway, he has paid his dues 50, 60 plus years. Yeah. Are you telling me he hasn't earned his health care? Yeah. Like, I just think that's crazy. Man. Yeah. It's super shady. Uh, it's very developing story. We'll keep on top of it and uh, talk about it in later shows. Yes. Uh, and some confusing things happening with the Oscars <laughs> right now. I mean, everybody knows we watch the trades on IMDb Pro. Yes. And freaking Variety and Hollywood Porter, they are like the two big ones. And they're both saying two different things right now. They are. Variety is saying that there will be no virtual Oscars. It will be an in-person telecast like it normally always is. But Hollywood Reporter is saying something different, saying that it is going to be virtual and possibly postponed yet again. Because you guys know we've already talked about the Oscars were postponed to April. So now, I I don't know what's going to happen. Everything's all up in the air. I'm kind of going leaning towards the Hollywood Reporter being more accurate, though. I mean, we know Newsom just shut everything back down again. Again, You can't gather. You're locked at home. It's a lock-at-home shutdown. So I don't see, okay, in a couple of weeks we're just going to change all that. Let's do the Oscars. I don't see that happening. Exactly. So I kind of think that's more accurate, but we'll see. It's going to be crazy. And, I mean, plus the Emmys went over very well. So, I mean, why not do something like the Emmys once you're out of this three-week shutdown, hopefully. So, I mean, or do – Figure out some other way, but I don't. I don't think a live in-person telecast is a smart thing. No, so, I, I mean, I don't think so either. One thing that is for certain, though, there is no dispute here, and we talk about it all the time because we're huge fans. Of course, the mouse, yeah, the House of Mouse, undisputed reigning champion of Hollywood. Yeah, that you can't deny. It. And a, a, according to a new research poll from National Research Group, they proved it. <laughs> in a poll, cond- and this was a lot of people, in a yeah. poll conducted more than 350,000 interviews about 17, 700 entertainment franchises to discover what was the most desirable by the people, by the people that they were talking about. Marvel and Disney and Star Wars blew it away. Yep. Disney dominated the top 20 with 70% of the entries, which included uh, film, TV, and video games. The Mandalorian held the top spot. Marvel superheroes, Avengers, Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man, Black Widow, Spider-Man filled out the rest of the list. And Netflix got one on there, Ozark. Yeah. Yeah. So... I know. It's crazy. It's super crazy. And I mean, they did mention Stranger Things and The Witcher because those are competing things. But I mean, we're always talking about Netflix versus Disney. But man, I mean, 
we're going to be talking about it, but HBO Max is like lurking in the corner and going to take out both of these two. I mean, yeah. they're definitely changing the entertainment industry. But this is by no surprise because obviously Disney is the most like cherished by all the families all, all over the United States and the world. Uh, well, so. yeah, and when we get to Warner, I think it's a direct uh, – like we've got to do something to compete with Disney. Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, this is crazy. Though. Remember, the Marvel titles aren't even on there yet. So, like, the people want them, and they're not even on there yet. So, wait until the TV shows hit, man. I think it's just going to explode. Exactly. Exactly. And with everything being so focused on streaming, Chief Dana Walden is also reshuffling a lot of her executive team that consolidates the company's programs and operations. Um, We talked about this a little bit, a little bit, because there's a lot of stuff happening. Disney has a lot of different shit attached to it. So, basically, Touchstone is no more. Yeah, that didn't Long. No, it's being consolidated into 20th television. <laughs> and it was just a couple of weeks ago we said, Touchstone's back. It's going to be TV. And it's gone. And now <laughs> it's gone. I mean, you know, so. It makes sense, though. It makes sense because, I mean, having so many different branches, I feel like, can be a lot to take care of. So why not just consolidate everything and then figure it out how to make it work either on network or on streaming. I heard a rumor today that um, Hulu, Disney is trying to figure out how to combine Hulu and Disney Plus to make it one streamer. That makes sense. This this move seems like that was it because the Hulu executive was out and now kind of falls under Dana and her group. So I think that, you know, they've consolidated it down to two television station studios now. So I wouldn't surprise me at all to see that being the next move somehow yeah. i mean we shall I don't see know. man that one's gonna be exciting to keep track of worst kept secret in hollywood this week yeah is that right yeah like, did you see the video we finally saw the video and for anybody who didn't know we've been talking about it for months is it is it not will she will she not well now we know for sure we knew for sure all along anyway but now we have definitive proof Haley steinfeld is kate bishop in the hawkeye marvel series for disney plus you can't deny it anymore. There was set video. She's dressed in the gear. She's got the bow. Haley Steinfeld is Kate Bishop. Yeah. Fantastic. And the dog. And the dog. L- like, they're going straight comic book. I- I- I'm excited as hell. And I think Haley is just going to kill it she's gonna be awesome yeah i completely agree and i mean like we talked about before wait until the marvel shows get on to disney plus it's gonna be so huge especially when marvel has all their stuff and star wars has all their stuff disney plus is gonna be like the most valuable streamer at that point i think they will surpass netflix at that point i I do too and and, i mean just the social media buzz alone from the video of the hawkeye thing shows you when that shit hits it's gonna blow up so agreed i don't agree other exciting things including marvel guys the two years is finally up with the deal between marvel and netflix so daredevil is finally in the back of the back of the hands of kevin feige now what's gonna happen we have a lot of theories if is he gonna pop up in spider-man 3 i mean that's the rumor yeah we'll see if fucking somebody sees charlie cox himself show up in atlanta so i mean (laughs) keep an eye out i wish um but it's also, other speculation is his series going to continue moving forward on Disney Plus. Maybe yeah. pop up in the movies. Um, honestly, if they do consolidate the streamer, it would probably pop up on the streaming service. And of course, 
And because they like to bounce back and forth between the films and television. They so do. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. No, as well. and Feige has made no secret that he likes Charlie Cox's version and he would like to see him in the movies. But man, the Save Daredevil people were all over I it. Bet. The day the freaking thing went back, they were like, that's it. Let's season four on Disney Plus. Let's move forward. One of the so, biggest social media save campaigns ever. Uh, yeah, and, and rightfully so, but and everybody's getting behind it. So I think I agree with you. I think season four is going to show up on the on disney plus um or hulu whichever they can get away with um but i think that's the move and then we see him make an appearance in the movie yeah that, that's because what I think. it's interesting i was think wrap trying to wrap my brain around it because it's a very violent series but now watching the mandalorian that's yeah. also a very violent series it is so i mean it's crazy it's crazy and i mean speaking of the mandalorian it has officially become the first disney plus series to make an appearance on nelson's recently launched streaming top 10 list yeah Yes. And it debut at number three. And according to the publication, uh, the show's nine episodes, including October 30th, season two premiere, were watched a total of one billion minutes during that week. One billion minutes. You heard With that right. With a B. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and Netflix is quaking. Because they have dominated the streaming Nielsen's and no longer. Disney made cracked in. Yeah. And just wait. WandaVision is right around the corner, yeah. y'all. WandaVision is right around the corner. It's I'm just telling you. Yeah. Look out. Look exactly. Out. It's crazy. It's the crazy. numbers don't lie. We just told you what the people want to see. Exactly. So, I mean. Exactly. And more casting announcements for Disney Plus has recently announced Willow. Of course, this is going to be the sequel to the 1988 fantasy film. We all know that Warwick David is coming. Davis is coming back to reprise yes. his role. But now Ellie Bamber, Kaylee Spinney, and uh, Aaron Kilman is also coming on as three female leads for this thing. Yeah. So, so that's super exciting, and these are these actresses are pretty unwell known, in my opinion. I mean, maybe other people have seen her their stuff, but I'm super excited to see what they do because Disney rarely makes mistakes. No, yeah, no, and and I mean the the storyline is being hush 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 hush. Yeah, no. But we knows. have an idea of who the characters are. Um, Dove, which is Bamber, an unassuming kitchen maid who proves she is the chosen one. Oh, she's oh, like a Jedi? I don't know. Yeah, okay. right? Like, right? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, as she embarks on the journey, Kit, the princess whose twin brother was the prince abducted. So we know there's the abduction story. We talked about that. And Jade, a servant who is Kit's best friend and moral compass. Mm. So those are the three girls. We know they're after the one twin brother. And how Willow fits into that, how it's all going to play down, we don't know. No. But – We'll know soon. Yeah, super excited about that one. Uh, more exciting news. This is the biggest show out right now. A lot of people are talking about it. Yes. Big Sky. So everybody wants to be attached to this thing. So it's true. with that, more casting announcements came. Uh, Camille Sullivan. Yep. Uh, and then Chad Willett. And then Patrick Gallagher, who was uh, Attila the Hun and Night of the Museum. Yes. Uh, very good. Set to join the cast of Big Sky. Now, it's super exciting because Attila there, he's going to be like a sheriff badass because i mean of course yes uh, and then i mean the two other are going to be uh the parents of a kidnapped sister which it only makes sense because we've been wondering where the parents are for these two kidnapped girls yeah. since since the show debuted it's like has anybody contacted the parents right. so it's about time we see them I hell mean, yeah hell yeah and if you were worried about brandon ralph no one where's is. he going after <laughs> legends of tomorrow is he gonna be okay are they doing a superman thing well i'll tell you what he's gonna be okay guys he's good headed to abc for the rookie 
Mm. He's going to join Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Which only makes sense because Nathan Fillion is a big comic. I could see him being a detective too. Yeah. And I mean, he's supposed to have like a series or a season arc. So I'm pretty excited about that. And I mean, plus he's a great actor. So I feel like this like role could also extend to further seasons. Yeah, I I think so too. And an 11 year veteran. Yeah. He's playing an 11 year veteran. Doug Stanton. Super that excited. is Doug Stanton. Yeah. That sounds like a Brandon Ralph name, doesn't it? it Doug does. Stanton. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Now Emmy-winning actress Felicity Huffman. Why does that name sound familiar? You know, it's the one that actually felt bad. Yeah, the one that actually <laughs> pled <laughs> guilty <laughs> and fucking admitted her shit. Her shit does stink, and she said so herself. That's right. Uh, she is actually coming back because you know, once you admit your wrongs, you actually still have a career. That's right. Uh, she is coming back after her short prison. Sentence. Sentence, uh, for a single camera comedy that has landed a big pilot production commitment at ABC Signature. Yes. Uh, it's an untitled comedy at the moment, uh, inspired by Susie or Susan Savage, a real life owner of a AAA baseball team, uh, the Sacramento River Cats. And yes. uh, now Huffman is going to be playing the unlikely owner of the minor league team who suddenly inherits this after the loss of her husband. Yes. So I could for sure see this absolutely and i'm really excited because did you see peanut butter falcon yes zach gaddiskin is going to be the son in it and and yeah he's a phenomenal actor with down syndrome and the character's son has down syndrome so i'm super excited because i loved him in peanut butter falcon and i'm a huge fan of felicity huffman even more so when she owned up exactly Good job, Felicity. Good person. <laughs> Good so, person. Not like Aunt Becky. No. No. That no, bitch. no. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> other things happening. Hulu has landed Elizabeth Moss. They have a pretty good relationship. They do. Um, in the upcoming limited series, Candy. Now, this limited event series is set in Texas in the 1980s. Not Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No. Uh, but is based on a true story of a killer, Candy Montgomery, and her victim. Man, this girl just loves playing that horror thing. Thriller shit. She I does. mean, fucking uh, Handsmaid's Tale, The Invisible Man, now this. Um, but I'm super excited about this. She will play Montgomery, who is seemingly had it all together. A loving husband with a good job and a daughter and a son. You know, picture-perfect family. And, uh, you know, so why did she kill her friend from the church with an axe? Her friend from the church? And from the church. Well, what are you doing? Remember when she was the good girl, Zoe, yeah. President Bartlett's daughter on Westway? No, no, she's no. not anymore. No, no. Not anymore <laughs> crazy but yeah i'm super excited about that hulu is doing some great things yes uh now uh, heading over to warner media this is the big story of the week guys it, by I mean, far it's crazy it's absolutely crazy warner media is making unprecedented move by any filmmaking studio like yes. this is absolutely insane in response to the ongoing covid19 pandemic which has shuttered all movie theaters around the country and world everybody can't go to their theaters i mean That's some it. are open but uh it's decided for the 2021 release schedule for a 17-film slate year. It will now hit on HBO Max and in theaters, wherever you can see those movies, on the same day. Shutting down the window. Yeah. That 90-day window where you had to wait before – like they're doing with Wonder Woman. Remember, we, had, we talked about this last week. They announced that they were going to do this with Wonder Woman, and I guess it went over so well they said, fuck it, let's do it with all of them. It's crazy. Um. 
Theaters are not happy, guys. Not at the- all. And, and it only makes sense because this could be the final nail in the coffin for, for the theaters. Um, and, and here's a reason why, because some of these films are going to be huge that huge. would have been tent poles at the theaters. Yeah. Talking Suicide Squad, Matrix 4, Dune, Godzilla vs. King Kong, Space Jam, uh, I mean, uh, Tom and Jerry, tons of so much shit. films yeah. that the theaters were desperately waiting for. Oh, man. Um, Stock market didn't like it either. After Warner uh, Brothers Pictures announced the news, Cinemark shares lost 22% of their value almost immediately. AMC, the biggest chain, lost 18%. Uh, IMAX down 8%. So they were like, oh, fuck. Yeah. What are we going to do? Yeah. What are we going to do? It's well, really crazy. It's really crazy. And I mean, AMC boss Adam Aaron uh, responded to the announcement by saying, clearly, Warner Media intends to sacrifice a considerable portion of the profitability of the movie studio division and that its production partners and film- filmmakers to subside its HBO Max startup. And as for AMC, we will do all in our power to ensure that Warner does not do so at our expense and now, we will executively or aggressively pursue economic terms to preserve our business. That was a nice shot across the bow. Yeah. We will do everything in our power, meaning we're not backing down and we're coming after you. We are not going to sit for this. Um, Cinemark also responded saying, in light of the current operating environment, we're making near-term booking decisions on a film-by-film basis. They're basically telling Warner Brothers, you may want all your tent poles to have this but we're only going to pick the ones we want and it might not go the way you want um to which warner brothers and warner media responded hey this is only a covid procedure once it's all back to normal it's going to go back to normal but can it i mean that's the big question yeah and i mean with this they also canceled their free trial plan so i mean you have it makes sense though because i mean with all of their huge movies temple movies going to hbo max i mean why sign up for the free trial when you just need to have it so it's super crazy super crazy a lot of analysts are um back and forth with at&t right now there's some are saying it's good some are saying it's bad my stock is staying pretty steady uh but yeah yeah, man. I mean, it's super crazy, but uh, I think with another shutdown bound to happen, this might just be the new precedent. I, I think so, and I think uh, you know, uh, my our thing now that we're going to be watching over the next few days is how does Disney respond? Yeah, we we've seen that Disney has made the huge surge towards Disney Plus. We just told you the numbers for Disney Plus; they're racking up subscribers. But we've also heard Alan Horn from Walt Disney Studios say we don't like this sending our films to the streamer. We yeah. want them in theaters. So it's going to be very interesting to see how how they respond to it. Well, you know, it would be interesting if Alan Horn will stay on the next three years because of COVID and because of streaming. I think he might just go ahead and retire. I, I, yeah, and I then I, I, honestly, we've seen one guy that's okay making the push towards the streamers with the Marvel Universe and tying the movies in that – Maybe Kevin Feige takes over as the head of Walt Disney Studios, and then yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? But I, I mean, but you said if another shutdown happens, guys. They're constantly happening. Uh, a team member working on the CW's Flash tested positive for COVID nineteen. Out of abundance of caution, the production of the series has been temporarily suspended. Um, that's in Vancouver. Um, HBO's Scenes from a Marriage miniseries <laughs> like. starring Jessica Chastain. Uh COVID-19 shut down because the members had it. So, guys, it's happening no matter what. Even with all of the safety precautions, 
COVID ain't going anywhere, at least not right now, and productions are being shut down, and that is why you are seeing these shifts. Um, I I mean, I just don't see it ending, man. I I I don't either. I don't either. It's going to be a while before things focus not on streaming, but I mean – it's it's insane. It's definitely insane. I don't. I think this is a smart move by HBO Max and Warner Media. But I also think that I don't want the theaters to die. Even though I'm a new school guy, I don't want the theaters to die because, like we've talked about before on the podcast, it's very much an experience. Like yes. you're not gonna get that experience. I mean, can you even imagine going to see Avengers Endgame or not? I mean, going to see it in a theater when that hammer comes flying into Cap and the whole and all of them come up and the crowd is cheering and everybody's screaming and I mean our our, our theater had a standing ovation Huge, and applause. Yeah. I, I would miss that horribly. <laughs> like, if you don't get that, at least for the tentpole movies. Yeah. I, mm. Agreed, man. Agreed. But uh, an HBO and HBO Max huge show right now yes. has just released two or one of the first two special episodes. And I'm talking about Euphoria, which yes. I just jumped on. I'm like on episode five. Um, <laughs> is set I'm to not drop. spoiling it. Uh, yeah, please don't. Please don't. Uh, <laughs> but yes, the first episode is out right now. It dropped Thursday, December 3rd. And uh, three days ahead of its hbo premiere yeah. so i mean that's supposed to drop what sunday saturday yep yep, yep. uh so yeah that's super exciting and uh do we know what day the second episode's gonna drop we do not yet but since this one they decided to drop early i'm betting the second one's coming yeah i mean it's it's riding high right now zendaya is riding high it I only agree. makes sense that they're trying to capitalize on that so uh especially because netflix right around the corner's got zendaya's movie coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so they're like trying to keep that like wait a minute yeah. hold on great show though guys oh, great man, show definitely so not a kid show so do not no you heard our guest shanola hampton talk about after she watched it she's never letting her kids outside again like i mean it is definitely not a kid show and hbo's huge show right now which i didn't know about this show at all until this past week (laughs) now it's ending yeah uh the undoing the finale had the series high of three million viewers across all platforms on sunday night becoming the most watched night of viewing for an hbo original series since the season two finale of big little lies back in 2019 yeah uh it's super crazy man i'm proud i'm super happy for him but i mean yeah i had no idea the show he was even me either but <laughs> apparently a lot of our friends did i mean I, I saw spencer and like a bunch of our buddies and former guests were all watching it i'm like i've never even heard of it like, yeah but oh well we can't we can't know everything everything i mean I come mean, on there's so much there's so much <laughs> oh man this is by no surprise no so charlie's theron and her denver and delilah production banner uh is amazing and they have just inked in two-year first look deal with hbo and hbo Max and under the deal, we've said this multiple times. Uh, <laughs> she and the company will develop TV projects hmm. and other projects for both premium cable and the streamer. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, huh. I, I don't mean, like you said, she's awesome, and it only makes sense she pumps out quality material. So, I mean, every time, you know, every time, like, yeah, she, so. she's got good people attached to her. Now, I know what you're thinking, Dust. You said what's happening with Brandon Routh, but what about David Ramsey, right? Well, we have the answers. Oddly enough, there's so much. David Ramsey's returning to the CW's Arrowverse. Yes. Yes, you guys know him. John Diggle from Arrow. You guys know. He's set to direct five episodes in the Arrowverse, including uh, new episodes of Superman and Lois, Supergirl. Uh, He's also going to guest star in five episodes across the, the shows, returning as John Diggle in Superman and Lois, Supergirl, The Flash, and Batwoman. That's interesting that, that he's cool. going to make an appearance in Batwoman. Yeah. Now, here's where it gets really fun, guys. Yeah. <laughs> he's also going to appear on DC's Legends of Tomorrow as a 
mystery character. Ooh. Now, <laughs> the betting money is on. Oh, he's going to be John Stewart, not John Diggle, but John Stewart, Green Lantern. Yeah. That would be my bet, but I could be wrong because they did kind of set up Diggle as Green Lantern. They did. So I don't know, but I mean, you guys know how the whole Arrowverse works in the multiple Earths. There's doppelgangers in it. It would only make sense that he could pop up as another version of Green Lantern. Exactly. That's my hope anyway. That would be badass. It would be. Super great actor. I didn't even realize he was a director, so that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, made his debut on uh, Arrow. Nice. Like, yeah, so uh, directing. So Epic, He's a man. badass, and he's ripped. Yeah, he really yeah, is. Stephen Amell made he's everybody huge. be like, damn, we need to get yeah, on that. Like, fucking... I mean, <laughs> who am I? That's <laughs> right. Alan Maldonado, remember? He's like, no, I saw Amell. I got to get ripped. Like, uh, It's yeah. just crazy, so man. So great. Uh, speaking of DC properties affiliated, yes. uh, Watchmen actress Jolie Hyung uh, Rappaport <laughs> is uh, joining. <laughs> I know. Thank you. Uh, is joining the cast of Head of the Class. Uh, it's a reboot at HBO Max. I have no, I didn't know Head of a class was a real thing. You, I bet you knew this. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, Howard Hessman. You remember Johnny Fever from WKRP in Cincinnati? He was the teacher. Okay. And Brian Robbins was the little thug wearing the leather jacket, mm. you know, the kind of the hood, who went on to create Smallville and many other things. He's a huge production guy. Dan Schneider oh, was the right. big fat nerd. Um, He's responsible for damn near every kid's show on Nickelodeon. Uh, iCarly, Jock and Drace, uh, like Jake and Josh. I can't even speak. <laughs> um, all of them. So, yeah. And um, Robin Givens. All right. Uh, spawned off of this show. Um, and a real-life princess. Damn. Like, she married a prince and became a real-life princess. Like, what? there were so many people on the show that, like, went on to huge careers. So, of course, you do not agree with this reboot. I do not. I'm not a fan <laughs> of the reboot at all. So, And not only – they're changing uh, Howard Hessman's character to a female. Mm. Like the teacher is going to be a female, yeah. not like – Yeah. Eh, moving yeah, on. Yeah, they're just trying, man. They're trying. They're trying. Uh, but yeah, Jolie, she's going to be uh, Michaela Washington, a business-savvy, life-chronicling insta-queen in the series that revolves around a group of uh, overachieving high school students. So, so I'm betting she's going to be the Robin Givens character. Probably. Because she was the rich girl spoiled brat yeah. So back in the day. So I'm guessing this is going to be that. Yeah. But, it okay. shall be interesting. It shall be interesting. All right. Shantane Bowen and Jariah Milligan, uh, two of the members of the Astronomy Club, Club comedy troupe are teaming up again on a comedy about an all-black detective agency for <laughs> HBO Max. I'm super excited about yes. this. It's a yet-untitled comedy that follows a group of self-described sleuths uh, and, uh, who unite themselves and create Harlem's last all-black detective agency after an outbreak of petty crimes that go unsolved. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, it sounds interesting. It does to me. sound interesting. I, I mean, go for it. And damn near original story. I don't know of a fucking show like this at all. No, so I mean, I know, story. I know a drama about an all black black uh, law firm, but not a uh, you know. Yeah, that's on CBS All Access. Exactly. Uh, good fight. Good if, fight. For anybody knows, check um, it out. <laughs> uh, this next one I'm really disappointed about. Yeah. Switching over to the I, Viacom CBS. Um, Emma Stone is apparently dropping out of Damien Chazelle's upcoming Babylon. Yeah. What? Yeah. But there's no conflict. There's no problems. It's just a scheduling issue. She had to drop out because of scheduling. But there is good news. Margot Robbie is apparently in talks to replace her. So 
What? I mean, if you are going to replace Emma Stone, I mean, Margot. Like, come on now. I mean, seriously. And for anybody who doesn't know, this one is kind of set in the 1920s at the end of the silent film era and the beginning of the talkies. So Emma was set to play Clara Bow, the big it girl in the silent film era that kind of was transitioned, um, you know, into talkies. Um, So that would be who Margot would, would play, I'm assuming. And also she would be reunited with Brad Pitt. Mm. Who's apparently going to be the male lead in a fictional character? Clara yeah. Bow was real uh, for anybody who wasn't around then or doesn't know old Hollywood. Yeah. But um, Brad Pitt's character won't be real. <laughs> Brad Pitt is real, but his character won't be. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this is exciting though to see the two of them reunite. That'd be really yeah. cool. I agree, man. I agree. Anything those two put their hands on, it's going to be perfect. Yes. Oh uh, man, but a shocker nobody saw coming. Jessica Perry. Yes. Perry, uh, a female lead in the CBS hit series SEAL Team, made her farewell as the series regular on the show. Yeah. In a fourth season opener. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Yeah, Yeah, no. I mean, Jessica Perry, I've been a huge fan since uh, Jack and Bobby. Then, of course, she was on Mad Men. and I mean, she's done a ton of stuff, but um, she was the the female lead on this one. And apparently, they just, in the storyline, they came back from this mission and she said, I just can't do this anymore. This is not who I am. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to continue to do this. Mm. Uh, and if I don't leave, you know, and stay, you'll you'll convince me to change my mind. And so that's how they wrote her out. And yeah. then I guess the creators behind the show said they want to keep this as real as possible. And apparently, this happens after so many years in and such intense. You guys know the SEAL teams. Yeah. I mean, they took out fucking now. Bin Laden and shit. Yeah. You know. Um, some of them just wash out. They, they, they can't do it anymore. can only so, imagine the mental health strain that that takes. Yeah, but don't fear. Don't Jessica's fear. not leaving altogether. She's going to be behind the scenes, making yeah. the transition to director, and she'll be directing an episode or two for the upcoming season. That's so, pretty badass. That's awesome. Exactly. You know? I love when shows give their cast members an opportunity to step behind the camera. Yes, me too, me too. Such great stuff. Uh, the hit show right now, CBS legal drama All Rise, has made another so casting good. announcement. And Hetchy uh, has joined the cast for season two, and she's going to play uh, Corrine K- Kuthbert, uh, yes. an infamous trial attorney who is often called upon by the police unions to defend officers accused of violent crimes. Ooh, I'm excited to see where they Now, if going. you guys saw last week's yeah. episode, you know where this is going because there's an old case that looks like, uh-oh, cop hey. claimed he was, a guy had a gun, but he didn't have a gun, and the cop shot him, so we're going to be going there, and so I'm guessing that. And that's my man Luke, J. Alex Brinson. Yeah. And we got all kinds of stuff going down with that, so that's going to be really good. And I'm still not okay that Luke and Emily are not together. <laughs> then Let's get that fuck? shit taken care of, okay? I don't want to. Come on. Come on, Just man. Get them back together. Uh, I don't care if you drag it all out. And, oh, he's got her and she's got him. And uh, Get them together in the end or I'm not going to be happy. That's agreed. Agreed. <laughs> uh, CBS has also taken some risks because this is kind of a storyline that not a lot of people talking about. And mm. I'm talking about foster parents and foster kids and foster homes. Uh, They are developing a single camera comedy about foster parents and children that uh, from feature writers Chris Hazard and uh, Michael Fontana. And it's going to be titled Foster and Friends, inspired by Hazard's experience as a foster parent. And it follows three foster parent couples who team up to adopt a sibling set of five children. And uh, the result is going to be three different types of parents 
raising the group of kids. So, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how everything kind of interacts. It kind of reminds me of a little bit of like Council of Dads in a way. Yeah, and the Mark Wahlberg film where they did the foster instant kids family, and, yeah, or whatever. instant family, yeah. So, um, which was also based on a true story. The creator of that movie was also the, in the foster system. So, but this is interesting though to keep the five kids together. Yeah. The three parents are going to have to try to come together to, to work together. Do. It'll so, be interesting to see if they're like strangers at first too. Yes. Like, yeah. It's good. Woo. Good though. I, I like risks. Deep. Deep. Oh, this is by no surprise because after like the Comey rule, and I'm, people are very political right now. They are. Very they are political. very interested to see how it all went down. They love the behind the scenes stuff. Yes. So by no surprise, there is going to be a film. I believe a film and or is this a television show or a film? Uh, it's going to be a series. A limited okay. Series, yeah. It's going to be a limited series about Joe Biden's rise to presidency. Yeah. So pretty exciting. I mean, uh, you know, because it's historic. Mm. Oldest guy ever. He's got Kamala on there and like all the kind of stuff that he had. Remember, he wasn't a shoe in through the primaries. No. I mean, nobody thought he'd ever get through the primaries. A lot let of alone. people were so, like bashing him. Yeah. So I think it's going to be an interesting, and like you said, everybody's on pop. And it only makes sense because Showtime, like you said, had a huge hit with Comey Rule. Our man Billy Ray. Yeah, buddy. Congratulations. And Spencer was in there. And like, um, so. A whole bunch. Woo. Congratulations. I th- I'm excited about that one. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. This next one's exciting too. Mm. Army Hammer. Mm-hmm. Remember the Godfather? Father uh, show that we told you about that's coming to uh, Showtime. Well, uh, the original series about the making of The yeah. Godfather. Well, now we know Army Hammer is going to join it, and he's going to play producer Al Ruddy. So um, that's about all we know so far. We yeah. know what the thing is about, but they're very selective yeah. of what they're telling very us. Very hush hush. But I like Army Hammer. I think he's a great actor, and I think him coming onto the project only screams that it's going to be epic. This so. cast is fucking like rounding out to be amazing. I mean, seriously. Like, like I mean, pumped, pumped. up, man. Pumped. Um, Helen Hunt has signed on for a role in the upcoming. Blind Spotting series, and this yes. one's going to be set at Stars. A uh, Hunt joins previously announced star uh, lead Jasmine Cephas Jones, who is going to be reprising the role of Ashley from the film of which the series is originally based yeah. from. And if you haven't seen Train Spotting, it's a phenomenal independent film back in the day. Um, it went under the radar, but people who saw it caught on to it, and it only makes sense that they're coming with a series. And and I, I got to tell you, Jasmine was phenomenal yeah. in the movie, so it's I'm really guy. Excited. And Helen Hunt. Yeah. Mad about you. We, we love you, Helen Hunt. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be great. Exactly. Great actor. Uh, now heading over to the Peacock NBC Universal. Universal Pictures provided Hollywood with an amazing children's film this past week, The Crudes, A New Age. And surprisingly enough, it came in at... $9.7 million, and globally, it estimated around $35.8 million. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, And $14 million total in just North America. Yeah. That's huge, considering it was only on about 2,000 screens. Yeah. So this just begs the question. With with them saying, hey, woohoo, hold on, wait a minute, we made some decent money over the Thanksgiving weekend in limited amount of screens, what are we rushing to put everything on a streamer for? We, we There's still hope for the box office. Universal thinks so anyway. Universal like, I does mean, think so. So now we don't know. Was that because of the holiday? Was it because it was an animated film? A right. lot of kids going to We should say that the majority of the people that bought tickets, 41% of the ticket buyers, were under the age of 17. Yeah. Who 
in my opinion, they don't, they're not scared of COVID. They're just going. Yeah, they're so, just going. They're not paying attention. I mean, so I don't know what this says. Or I mean, will it be conflicting? Will it not be conflicting? We don't know. But one thing to remind you guys of, Universal has that deal with AMC Theaters yeah, about do. the video on demand window that they worked out that Warner Brothers would just so we, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's confusing, dude. It's super crazy right but, now. It really is. But I mean, NBC Universal just nabbed a huge partner, a huge filmmaking partner, yes. and the one, the only, Steven Spielberg. Yes, he's coming over with his Amblin Partners, and they've signed a multi-year film distribution deal uh, with Universal Film entertainment group as well as forged a series of new agreements that will uh provide the company into streaming as well yes mm. and this is bad news for disney because remember when amblin partners was dreamworks you remember that yeah Yeah. they were with disney so that's kind of a takeaway from disney yeah and um the company that that participant You've seen it in the front of films and everything. They were kind of like the people that provided the financing in the very get-go with Amblin and everything. Yeah. They have decided after this big, huge deal, they're no longer necessary. So they're pulling out, mm. and they will not be a part of it moving forward. And so there you go. Yeah. But huge. I mean, anybody who can score Steven Spielberg is a win. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, Universal is also developing an original horror-slash-thriller inspired by the studio's classic monster legacy. Uh. We've been talking a whole bunch about like these type of movies recently uh this is going to be in the van helsing world and uh julius avery the director from overlord and james wan is producing under the atomic monster banner uh nobody knows anything about the script details uh, or how van helsing will be used in this film but yeah they're really making a push for this monster universe yeah they are but like van helsing guys you had one of the biggest movie stars in the world hugh jackman when you tried to boot this thing, yeah. it didn't work. I actually like that film. I liked it too. I really did. But it didn't launch <laughs> the know, franchise like they wanted it to. And, you know, Tom Cruise didn't relaunch the Mummy franchise no. like they wanted it to. Stop. I know. Just stop. I'm just saying, just yeah, stop. Exactly. This next one is extremely interesting to me, and what poor taste to begin with. Yeah, it's pretty shitty. What The writer's room was absolutely out there with this I, one. I mean, seriously, we're talking about Peacock having to make a formal apology to Sel- uh, Selena Gomez. Yeah. Why? Because apparently in the episode of Saved by the Bell, the reboot we're talking about, obviously, there was a joke made by the students about Selena Gomez's kidney transplant. Mm -hmm. And apparently there was some graffiti on the school wall or whatever that was like, does Selena even have a kidney kind of a thing. So obviously that did not go over well. Um, she was in serious health problems. She yeah. did have to have a kidney she, like, almost died. Yeah. And still is struggling and battling with it, you know, with lupus and with the kidney problems and everything. So, um, social media blew the fuck up. Yeah. They were like, how dare you, you know? And so Peacock immediately came out yeah. and apologized. Good. They've edited out the joke from the series moving forward, and they're going to donate a bunch of money to Selena Gomez's uh, Kidney Foundation charities and stuff. So, 
right move. Yeah. That was the right move. Exactly, exactly. But it is that fine line. We've always talked about this in, like, everyday life and on the show. Comedy right now is a very fine line. You don't know where to overstep or where yep. to retreat. So it's it's weird. But this one was just in poor taste, in my opinion. It was. Especially if you watch her HBO Max uh, series, uh, Selena Cooking or Selena Plus Cooking, whatever. Yeah. She, she looks weak. She looks a little rough. But uh, this Friends Thanksgiving she just did, she looked a whole lot better. So, I mean, it, it was really good to yeah. see. So, yeah, poor taste. Poor taste saved by the Bell Riders. Poor taste. Um, but, dun-dun. <laughs> yes, yes. That is the Law & Order. Dun-dun. Uh, if you... If you don't have Peacock, don't worry because I know a lot of people were signing up to see old versions of Law and & Order and old episodes of uh, Special Victims Unit. But syndication has come through and it's going to be coming back on cable. So calm down. Yeah, this this was weird to me because we we literally just talked about it at the top of the show, everybody making streamer, 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 streamer. So to sign this huge deal to bring it back to syndicated television yeah. and cable, we, I'm, I was like, what? It's Wait, surprising. aren't you not – you're trying to get rid of that? Cut the cord, blah, blah. But no, I mean this huge deal and they've already sold it to like 60% of the markets yeah. across the country at various stations. So that's just how popular Law & Order SVU yeah. is. Well, man. I think NBC is still trying to – do the old school way of things. Yeah. I mean, of course, they started their streamer, I feel like, to kind of compete and be like in the it crowd, so to speak. But I still think they're very heavily focused on cable, still heavily focused on network, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Just because, I mean, we see how much like actual effort goes into their fucking originals on uh, the Beacocks. So. It only makes sense because NBC Universal is owned by Comcast. Yeah. A cable company. A cable company. <laughs> so, I mean, Hmm, let's see. I mean, <laughs> could be a reason behind it. I don't know. Just saying. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> jumping over to Sony. They had some stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, especially with Hulu. Uh, of course, everybody knows Hulu takes, like, everybody's stuff. They uh, do. Sony's Happiest Season, its first holiday romantic comedy about a same-sex couple from a major Hollywood studio, yes. has broken premiere records on Hulu. And this it was over a long Thanksgiving weekend. The movie had the best viewership for an original film on the service in its opening weekend and attached more than or more subscribers and more than any other previous original film that has come onto Hulu before. Yeah. So that's really awesome to see, especially when things are trying to be so diverse and yeah. so inclusive. So exactly. I love this. I and, love it, this. and it says that people are willing to accept and ready to have this be the norm. Exactly. It's about time. This is the one with Aubrey Plaza and uh, Kirsten Stewart. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's a really good one if you guys haven't checked it out. Yeah. So This story is yours. Uh, this one, oh, <laughs> that, oh, that oh. That story's yours. Okay, veteran actor Hiroyuki Sonata there it is. is rounding out the A-list ensemble cast of, the, every week we're giving you a new member of this film, uh, <laughs> Bullet Train, Sony's Bullet Train starring Brad Pitt. As we've told you on the previous shows for the last 18 weeks, uh, the cast also includes Joey King, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, Zizi Betts, Michael Shanahan, Logan Lerman, Masio Soka and Andrew Koji. I, they're casting everybody that Danny Strong didn't get for Dope Sick. Exactly. That, I mean, I feel like that's what that is. I just, I don't know. I love it, though. I love it. This cast is amazing. Oh, so yeah, I'm, dude. It's going to kick ass. I'm pumped for this yeah. one. Uh, and you're taking MGM as well. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's go with... Uh, Kiarakanka Kilsher. Yes. Sure. That's it. Has joined Channing Tatum's upcoming film, Dog. The Yellowstone star will play Nikki in the MGM road comedy, a former partner of Army Ranger Briggs, played by 
Tatum. That's cool. The film follows two hard-charging former Army Rangers paired against their will, Briggs and Lulu, a Belgian Mal- Malinu. Oh, as they race down the Pacific coast in hopes of making it to a fellow soldier's funeral on time. Yes. Along the way, they drive each other crazy, confront the possibility that the pet psychics are real, and begin to reckon with the one thing they were never trained to do. Oh, Surrender. I'm very confused by this film. I mean, <laughs> you know, but it's Channing Tatum in a road trip with a yeah. dog and a wonderful female. Yeah. And I mean, I, it's going to be good. It's going to be great. It's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just... Oh my goodness. Uh, heading over to STX. Gal Gadot. Finally. Is set to star in Heart of Stone, an original international spy thriller hatched by Skydance Media that yes. endeavors uh, to put a female spin on the action franchises like Mission Impossible and 007. Yes. Uh, the deal is said to be in the eight-figure range, which she fucking deserves. Finally. Yes. And Finally. is expected to serve as a franchise for Godot. Yes. That's so, awesome. So, yes. Finally putting her at the upper echelon of female actors and right there with the men. Oh, yeah. Which, in my opinion, she should be paid as high as the men anyway. Exactly. Hey, Wonder Woman has been kicking ass like, everywhere. Like, like, come on now. But I love that they're, like, spawning the, a franchise for her or trying to kick off a franchise for her. She deserves it. She does. And look how look, she carries Wonder Woman, like, fucking, woo! So, I mean, to see her and anybody you saw, remember that spy movie now? I can't remember the name of it. Forgive me. But uh, her and John Hamm did. Mm, she mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. great as a spy, kind of like, I think this is going to be epic. Yeah, I completely agree. Oh, here's Aubrey Plaza again. Yeah, do it. Remember? Stuff. from the, the movie that we just talked about. <laughs> she set this co-star with, oh, no, she's not going to be in a same-sex uh, romantic comedy now. She is not. She's going to go head-to-head with Jason Statham. Oh, in the Guy Ritchie untitled thriller, formerly known as Five Eyes. Yes. We don't know why they changed the name, but they have. They have. And we will tell you when we know. <laughs> the story follows an MI6 agent, Statham, Duh. Uh, uh, who is recruited by a global intelligence alliance to track down and stop the sale of a deadly new weapons technology threatening to disrupt the world order. Uh, he's reluctantly paired with a CIA high-tech expert. I'm guessing that's Aubrey Plaza. Um, and they're going to, you know, do what they got to do to take down this billionaire bad guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Statham movies are Statham movies. They're fun. They're full of action. And a lot of people get beat up and killed. (laughs) (laughs) If that's your thing, you're going to love it. It's going to be great. Jason Statham's a badass. He is a badass. And I love Aubrey Plaza. Everything she's ever done, she's been phenomenal. Agreed. Agreed. And speaking of a phenomenal actor, especially since I just finished Game of Thrones, my man right now, uh, Peter Dinklage, I freaking hope he comes on the show. Man, that's epic. Uh, He is set to star in Legendary's new Toxic Avenger movie. Uh, this film is a contemporary reimagining of the successful 1984 low-budget cult action comedy hit in which a struggling everyday man is pushed into a vault of toxic waste and he is transformed into a mutant freak who must be uh, shunned and outcast to, under- to an underdog hero as he races to save his son, his friends, and his community from forces corrupted by Read and a whole bunch of other shit. No. Uh, yeah. yeah. Dinklage, what are you doing, buddy? <laughs> no. Look, I'm not going to lie. It's on my cult list. It's on everybody's fucking cult list. The Toxic Avengers, that movie that when you're flipping through and you see it, you're like, what the fuck is this? And you're, it's like a train wreck. You have to watch for you a few keep minutes. Going. But keep watch going. the trailer if you don't know what I'm talking about. When I saw that they were doing a remake of it, I'm like, what the... And then Dinklage... <laughs> 
what? Like, but you go, man. If you can do this, like, you go for it. But I would have never in a million years said, hmm, what's a great movie we could do a remake of? <laughs> the Toxic Avenger. Nobody ever thought that. I, was uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, but it is the time of reboots. It really freaking is. But the is. Toxic Avenger? <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, well, you know. Hey. It is. It is hey, what it is. It is. Oh, man. Okay, you guys, get serious for a minute. Let's do you it. know all of us at Crazy Ant, we are LGBTQT strong. We are supporters. We believe everybody should be loved regardless of your gender, regardless of who you love, regardless of your orientation. We are behind every one of you a gazillion thousand percent. So we were thrilled when we saw this story. Congratulations to Elliot Page, uh, who formerly Ellen Page, for anybody who doesn't know and where have you been living under a rock. Exactly. Um, announced that he's transgender and non-binary. Yep. So that means that he will go by either him or they and them. Um, and, they, you know, he came out and he said, have patience because he's trying to figure it all out. But this is who he is. His wife was very supportive and, and very behind it and is on. To, and then the reason we're bringing this up, guys, one, because of how we feel, but two, Huge props to Netflix, yes. Who and the producers and showrunners and creators of the Umbrella Academy, which, as you guys know, Elliot is currently starring on as a woman lead. That's not going to change. They are fine with this announcement. They are a hundred percent behind it. They said they have no intention of changing the gender of the character, but every intention to keep Elliot on board as the thing. And Netflix has even gone a step further and already, you guys have probably noticed, changed all of the credits of Elliot's previous works um, to credit him as Elliot Page. So kudos to Netflix, right move, and um, kudos to the producers of Umbrella Academy. All good. Exactly. All good. I love that. I love that. Um, the UK, you know everybody knows, the hot thing right now is the crown. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Uh, the UK's culture secretary, Oliver Dowden, uh, has piled our fucking pressured Netflix yes. into addressing a historic fabrications in its flagship series, The Crown, to make it clear to its 195 million subscribers that the royal family drama is uh, partly a work of fiction. Uh, in a statement, he said, quote, it's a beautifully produced work of fiction, uh, so as with other TV productions, Netflix should be very clear at the beginning it as it just is that. Uh, without this, I fear a generation of viewers who did not live through these events may mistake in fiction for fact. Now, I'm just going to tell you, okay, Mr. Minister, or whatever your name is, I lived through it, and it ain't so much fiction, my friend, okay? <laughs> like, they are fictionalizing some stuff, some as stuff, every yes. TV show does. But the shit that's going on between Charles and Diana and, and, and Camilla... That shit ain't fiction. You know it ain't fiction. You're just trying to address this because the fans are like, fuck They're you, pissed. Charles. Yeah. Fuck you. We all know it ain't fiction. Exactly. Okay? We all know. Real interviews with Diana. Real interviews with Charles. It all happened. He's married to fucking Camilla now. Exactly. I know people are mad, but it ain't fiction. Okay? I'm just saying. Just you saying. Can, you can try to cover it all up. But I lived it. I saw it. Just enough Just said, man. Enough said. Enough said. Goodness gracious. Uh, Netflix <laughs> has also planned to announce to start declaring its true UK revenue, which Ooh. makes sense because we said besides the US that the UK is – 
one of the most popular places for Netflix. Yes. And this is due to a growing political pressure on the streamer and reports of an investigation into its low tax bill. Mm. Uh, Netflix's UK holding company, Netflix Services UK, declared revenue of just... 57 million in 2018 despite the streamer having an estimated 10 million uh, British subscribers at the time. Now the revenue change will go into effect in January and the company will notify its UK customers about the decision. Oh. So, I mean, Netflix please don't turn into movie pass. Right? Man, don't they're do getting it. all kinds of political pressure, they aren't are. they? Just like report your real money, bitches. Oh, no. oh. I know. It's crazy. Um, hmm. Netflix is giving a 16-episode series order to God's favorite idiot. Yeah, <laughs> I right. Loved it. Like Melissa McCarthy, right, and, and and Ben Falcone are teaming up for this, which only makes sense because they team up for everything. They do. Um, and uh, it basically, I guess, it's about a mid-level tech support employee who finds love with a coworker, Emily Luck, uh, at exactly the same time he becomes the unwitting messenger of God. Of God. Oh, so. <laughs> And, of course, they have to stave off an impending apocalypse. Of course. Of course. There's going to be roller skating and a lake of fire and an impending apocalypse. <laughs> a lake of fire and like. roller skating? This so sounds like a Melissa McCarthy know, right? project. But good. I mean, I love that, man. Hell I love yeah. that. I, I love that uh, Jada Pickett Smith is actually getting it back in front of the camera. It's been a while. It has been a while. And she's going to star in Red Zone, an upcoming drama that will be released on Netflix. And the film is based on a true story of Taya McGee, who's going to be playing by Smith, a single mother who helps her son, uh, who helps her sons and their high school football teammates, uh, the Bros, heal after the murder of their best friend, which happens all the freaking time in inner cities, and yes. like everybody gets wrapped up in things they shouldn't be. So this is good. We need to tell real stories like this. So. We do, and for anybody who's not familiar with it, all these guys went on to play pro ball, yeah, pro football. So I mean, that's awesome. Exactly. This next one to me sounds like Netflix is just trying to like make its own version of Madagascar. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix's upcoming animated comedy, Back to the Outback, locked in their voice cast, and it's a pretty good one. I'm not. Not gonna lie, Isla Fisher, uh, Tim Minchin, Eric Bana, Guy Pierce, Miranda Tapsill, uh, and numerous others. Um, but here's the thing, guys: the film it's set to debut uh, next fall. It's about a ragtag group of Australia's deadliest creatures who are tired of being locked in their reptile house at the zoo, where humans gawk at them like they're monsters. So they plot a daring escape to go back to the outback. It does sound like Netflix's fucking Madagascar. What the I mean, hell? like, you know, <laughs> just say it was Madagascar. I mean, I... Except it's the reptiles this time instead of the... I don't know. Exactly, exactly. And Amazon is hopping on a bandwagon. We all know reboots are a thing right now, but also so are biopics. Yes. And Ann Wilson announced that a biopic about her band, Heart Barracuda, is developing at uh, Amazon. And the singer said that Carrie Brownstein uh, of the punk band uh, Selter Kinney... uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sleaterkin. Sleaterkin. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Uh, and well, <laughs> co-star of the IFCs of Portlanda and will write and direct the film. Yes. I'm super excited about this because I fucking love heart. Anybody who grew up in the 80s and 70s, you love heart. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm super. I, I have thoroughly enjoyed all of these music biopics. Yeah, you know, too. Or documentaries like all of them. Just watched Folklore. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. Um, just I'm super pumped about this. Awesome, man. 
awesome. And a huge show right now, Viking Season 6 will roll out its final episodes on Amazon's prior to the airing on uh, its Linear Home uh, History Channel. They seem to be doing a lot of this right now. I mean, they streamers do. seem to be bouncing back and forth. But this is a huge show, and everybody knows it's going to be uh, December 30th when it hits. Uh, and everybody knows the show from the beginning through the exact date uh, has not been announced yet when this thing will actually hit. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. It is weird, though, that they're going to premiere it like before it goes onto the its channel of origin. Yeah. That seems very weird to me. Okay. I'm super freaking pumped about this. You guys hear me talk about it all the time on the show. Juliana Margulies. She was on Billions. Oh, I'm catching up on Good Wife. Ah, I love Juliana Margulies. So this only makes sense. Super pumped about this. She is joining the cast of The Morning Show for yeah. the upcoming second season. How exciting is that? She's going to play Laura Peterson, an anchor at UBA News. Yeah. Dude, no other details. No. But I'm guessing somehow she's going to be competing with the Jennifer Aniston's yeah. character. Because I feel like Juliana Margulies' character is that old school veteran that's going to become maybe the replacement for Jenna. I don't know, but that's my that's my thing. Right. I don't know. A lot of good stuff happening, man. A lot of good stuff happening. The Morning Show. Show star uh, Gugu uh, Batha Ra yes. has landed a lead role <laughs> in Surface, a new psychological thriller series development at Apple TV. Uh, this is going to be an eight episode series, and it's coming from High Fidelity co creator and executive producer Veronica West. And uh, production is slated to begin next year. I'm super happy about that. As you guys know, she's the one that didn't make it in Morning Show. She yeah. Yeah, killed herself. So you sad. know, yeah. So she ain't coming back. Um, but she's got a new show, so it's all good. Can they just bring High Fidelity back? I know, right? I'm so upset about that. So upset, still, man. I know. Woo! Did we get through it? We did. We got through it. We're here, man. We're here. <laughs> it is now time for the guest segment. Brett Green coming on the yes. show. This guy was a whole lot of fun. We delved deep into like more stuff than just the entertainment industry, photography, rapping, music, like life in general. Yeah. This guy is awesome. His approach to not just the career, but life. Guys, you need to listen to this because he's got it right. And the biggest thing is he gives back. It's important for him to give back. And, and just it's a great interview, guys. Agreed. Agreed. Well, here he is. Brett Green, welcome inside the Crazy Ant Farm. How are you today? Hey, hey, I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Oh, awesome, doing well, man. Doing well. Super excited to have you on the show. We couldn't wait to talk to you. Uh, we are, we're always looking for people that are like-minded and, and kind of, you know, approaching the industry the way we do. So we are super pumped to have you on, man. Oh, thank you so much. Are you guys, uh, you guys brothers? You guys related or just good friends? Just uh, good friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, at this point, we're practically family, but, basically. You know, and not by blood. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's how I am with my with my buddies too. Some people are always like, "Are you guys brothers?" And you're like, eh, "Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn near. <laughs> damn near. <laughs> brothers, but not blood. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's how that goes. But yeah, man. So so listen, what we like to do is kind of start off the conversation with doing a little intro for all the fans who may be listening who might not be familiar with your career or, or how you got started and everything. So let's jump right in with that. How did you get started in the industry? Was it something you always wanted to do? Did you say, you know, right from an early age you knew you wanted to be an actor or was it something you kind of fell into, man? Uh, you know, I think it was ingrained. I think it was something that um, the writing was on the wall for a long time. My grandpa... Um, was really big into uh, theater. He used to take us to plays all the time. And um, we had a tradition. We'd go see a Christmas uh, Christmas story. Um, 
and and you know it was just always it was always something I, I wanted to do but I was like I was a sports kid growing up so I was you know now I think kids are a lot more open-minded but back then it was like you either do sports or you do theater there's no there's right. no both yeah you know what I mean um which really stinks because I wish um you know I wish I wish I would have um kind of opened up to that idea a little sooner so I didn't you know I did some plays and things like that as a kid but um, I moved to, I moved, I grew up in Michigan. Mm. There's not much film there. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> still, I, there, there was for like a really short amount of time right. in Detroit. They filmed, um, uh, some, some, some cool stuff up there, but, um, for the most part, it wasn't really a whole lot going on. And so it was kind of a, a wild dream. Um, and then I moved to, uh, Arizona after college. So I was a hell of a lot closer to LA. Mm-hmm. Right. And while I was there, I started doing some student films, and just started meeting some young filmmakers and realized I really liked both being in front of the camera and being behind the camera. The whole thing was just really fun. So started kind of putting together some YouTube sketch videos and music videos and just little little fun stuff, just being creative because I was working a, a corporate job. You know, I was working 40 hours plus a week. So I kind of had my thing. I thought I did, you know, and I just this was sort of just like a fun right. side thing. And one day I, um, I remember asking my friend, I was like, dude, we should – we should like really do this, you know, and, yeah. and like move to LA and really try it. And, um, luckily the guy that we worked for, uh, allowed us to work from home when we first moved to LA. Mm. And, um, that wasn't going to last very long. Um, <laughs> you know I mean? I knew, I knew I was on a real, I was on borrowed time, man. And it was only a matter of time. So I, I've been living in LA for like a year or so. And I was just really hitting the ground running. The, the, the job was on the complete, you know, back burner. Right. And I'm doing all these casting director workshops and trying to meet people and agent workshops. And I signed with a, a really good agency. Um, and, and so I started to feel, you know, pretty, pretty hopeful and excited about things. And uh, I just couldn't get that first booking. And I remember my, my boss called me one day and was like, dude, your, your numbers are down, your production's down. You don't seem into it. Like, do you want to just, kind of go our separate ways you know so i didn't necessarily get fired but i didn't quit <laughs> right it was right, like a mutual yeah. thing <laughs> kind of just forced my hand a little bit and i was like i was like yeah he goes all right why don't we take two weeks and uh and then we'll just kind of go our separate ways and no hard feelings and i was like okay cool and within i probably a week of that conversation i booked uh my first tv show which was how to get away with murder mm, uh, with viola davis and it was just a sign. It just felt like, oh wow, you know, I felt like I was kind of kind of confusing uh the universe or God or whatever whatever you believe in that you think kind of controls things. Um, I just felt like I was kinda kind of muddying the waters a little bit of like kind of dipping my toe in the acting world, but sort of still keeping um the rest of my body, you know, in this in this uh corporate job that had security. And once I sort of let go and I know it's that crazy like leap and the net will appear kind of mentality. Yes. <laughs> Just about to say that. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's our favorite quote, man. <laughs> oh really? Oh That's yeah. So I can't even pretend like I knew that was blind luck. <laughs> <laughs> now we again if you our past episodes you'll hear that phrase like I can't even count how how many times because we're the same way i feel like it you know that philosophy is like if somebody is trying to guide you down a path and you, you can only avoid it for so long before you have to take the chance man you got to take the leap 
Yeah, and you know, my dad, my dad did a really good job. Um, you know, right after college, when I got the job offer in Arizona, I was like, I don't know if I really want to go. You know, I've never lived away from home like that, and and it seems kind of. And he was like, you can always come back. Like, um, his thing, his thing was, you know, I, I wish I would have gone to the police academy mm. when I was younger, and I never did, and I just, it's, I still regret it in my sixties. You know, right. And so, um, he was like, just, just, just do me a favor, just don't, don't live with regrets like that just try and if you don't like it you come back so that was kind of my my mentality with this too was like if i don't like it i can always just be like i'm moving somewhere else you know and just and and give up and that was um you know almost 10 years ago so um you know i figure if i've if i've done it until this point you know i i, I met my wife out here and so things are just kind of starting to come together and, and, and fall into place and and you know it's still an up and up and down crazy uh world uh, that, that we live in, but you know, I, I love the, I love the opportunity. I love that every day you wake up, there might be an, an email in your inbox for some crazy show that you never thought you'd be on or that you, that you're a fan of, you know, that's how I that's was it, I got the audition for how to get away with murder. I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is my favorite show on TV right now. And I get to go audition for it. And then when I booked it, I was like, Oh, I get to be on a hit show. Oh, I get to do a scene with viral, you know, it was just right. Like, this is the coolest thing ever. And it just, it just got into my blood and I was like, I got to do this again and again and again. And it just, it just got, I got hooked, man. <laughs> the passion in your voice, man, just from like the five minutes we've been doing this is it's honestly inspiring. It's great to hear. Well, uh, you oh, brought you. up your uh, grandparents and your father and everything. How big was your support system when you said, all right, I want to leave this nine to five job and go chase my dreams? Were they completely supportive or were they like, eh, you know, steady paycheck? <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I've never felt a lack of support. So I'll start there. Um, I've never felt no one's ever tried to convince me otherwise to, uh, maybe try something else or, you know, I can, I can definitely tell just being, you know, my family's in the Midwest and this is just not normal to them. Mm -hmm. So I can always, every time we talk, it's always like, so how's it? how's it going right (laughs) you know it's just like a foreign world to them right um you know they they always they've always had my back they you know when i was um when i was the first time i i was a series regular on a tv show they had a whole watch party um at the house and the whole family showed up to watch it which is really funny because it was like a kid's um you know serialized drama yeah it was just a it was a weird show yeah Uh, it was it was a fun show to be on but it was just really interesting that my whole family got together to watch that particular show right um was pretty interesting but yeah they've been uh they've been really really supportive um so i've been i've been really fortunate because i know some people don't have that experience well and and you mentioned the group of friends that you went out there with you know and you met the wife and everything we just feel like the support system is so important because like like you kind of said at the beginning when you you know when you were auditioning and auditioning and not booking anything i mean this is an entire industry built on rejection and you're auditioning 90 percent of the time and booking maybe 10 if you're lucky so you've got to have a strong support system in place 100 percent, yeah and and also like you know for me and this is no disrespect to people who do this but i just i learned like i don't really want to date an actor you know what i mean mm, like, right I think, I think one one is enough and, and I have a lot of respect for the people who, you know, because 
they're like like you said already a couple times they're like-minded you know they mm-hmm. understand how you feel when you get you know bummed out about not getting a role or, or whatever you know they can they can really understand and there's something really um special about that bond and that connection of someone who can really get what you're going through but um there's also something about a steady paycheck right uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like, my wife my wife is the, um, you know, it's like we know what she's bringing home every two weeks and it really doesn't fluctuate, you know, might get a raise every year or whatever, where me, it's like, I might make, I might make 50 grand this week, you know right. what I mean, if I booked the right thing, uh, you know, so it's like, you just, you just never know. And that's, I kind of, I, I enjoy kind of the unknown, um, a huge upside potential of the, of, of literally what any day could bring. That's it. Definitely. Well, and you know a lot of people won't say this but I also feel like when it's when it's a couple you know that are in the career together and they're both chasing the dreams and they're both you know they're both trying to make the climb I don't care how good of a person you are how nice of a person you are you know there's ego involved and if one of them is booking you know and, and climbing and the other one is not I don't care how you know in love you are how good that's it's going to hurt it's going to be tough when one is climbing and one is not and it's going to be hard to watch I know a lot of people won't say that but you know that's got to be true 100% yeah and and you know what's funny is my wife is not an actress she she grew up in LA and she did commercials and she, you know, auditioned for a lot of really big TV shows back in like the early 2000s, um, like high school time. Right. Right. And kind of this, and, and got really close on a lot of things um, like One Tree Hill. She was really close. Uh, and I was like, oh, wow, that would have changed your life. Like, right. Right. You know, could you could you imagine? But she just kind of gave up. She was like, I don't really love it. and I don't want to do it. And I'm like, I totally respect the fact that you grew up in this town. You did pretty much what everybody expected you to do. You're pretty and you, and you're, you know, you can talk and you got a great personality and all that. Like, so yeah, of course you tried it. Right. But the fact that she didn't stick with it and was just like, I'm not going to force it. I don't like it. I don't want to do it. But yet once quarantine happened and all of a sudden now, you know, she's working from home Mm -hmm. and has some availability. My agent was like, Hey, do you think your wife wants to go out on some auditions with you? And I was like, uh, I don't know. I've never asked her. I'll, I'll check. And she was like, I mean, I, I, I guess I'll go on one. And we we went on a couple, and we booked a uh, a Dr. Pepper commercial. Nice. Right. <laughs> it's, it's been airing uh, during college football. It's the uh, the fans bill with Brian Bosworth. Yeah, that's that. fantastic. Yeah. So, and what's funny is my wife actually booked two commercials. I only booked one. And there it they is. Took away all, <laughs> they took away all my lines and gave them to her. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you're like, after to, quarantine, this is over, right? Right? <laughs> right. So to answer your, to back to your point of like one person always, it's funny because she's like, I feel so bad. Like this is your thing. And I'm like, all the money's coming to the same account. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't care one bit. Go, go book a hundred commercials, babe. I don't care. There you go. That's, That's so it. great. <laughs> and I mean, on top of that, like with the industry being filled of rejection, like Dustin was talking about, ninety uh, percent auditioning, ten percent actually acting. How important is the mental health aspect of you? Because I can imagine that if you go on so many auditions and you can't get all these roles, say for like six months to a year, it gets you down. So, I mean, when you approach a role, do you have a certain mentality or like, okay, if I get it, this is going to be great. But if not, I'm still going to be okay. Yeah, I think I think it's smart for everyone to 
it's like it's hard because you don't want to go into it being like I'm not going to get this right you know? exactly so I'm gonna because that's not a very good attitude either but I think um, I like to be you know I like to feel genuinely surprised when my agent uh, calls me and because that's usually the only time they're calling right it's yeah. like either it's either really bad news or really good news um, and so whenever they call it's always you know I, I like the mystery of like why are they calling mm. oh maybe it's about you know maybe it's about the thing or maybe they just need some sizes or whatever and when they tell you hey you booked it it's always like booked what you know what I mean like hell like yeah you, like you kind of forget <laughs> um, and like and then they start telling you and it's just like this whole new rush of excitement because you're like oh I I forgot about that thing because when I first moved here, it was like, Hey, did, did you guys hear anything? Have you heard anything back? Did I get that? Did I get, it's like, no, usually, you know, you got, you know how it works. You find, you, sometimes you find out the next day. Sometimes you find out two weeks later, you just don't know. That's it. But I think if you just let it go and, uh, and not be so attached to booking it and getting it, like there's certain things like I, I auditioned for a movie, um, that Mark Wahlberg and Denzel Washington were in. And I like, those are like two of my favorite all time actors. And I'm like, I have to get this. I have, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and you're like, I'm probably not going to, but like, I really want to. And, and, and so you can get really excited about those kind of opportunities and, and, or if you just think you're perfect for a role, but for the most part, I think, um, I think the, 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 the more you can just kind of let it go and have other, uh, money-making avenues um, that maybe still kind of stay within the creative realm so you're not just like completely selling your soul and like waiting tables and and, and whatever other cliche job you think you should get out here. Um, you know, I, I, I picked up a camera and, and learned how to uh, take photos, take headshots mm. um, and, and do that kind of thing. And, and I was able to kind of skate by for a while and, and now it's this – commercial thing was is where like okay there's a, a stream of income coming in there which then makes you feel like you don't have to like uh rely so heavily on the the, the theatrical auditions that right now are so few and far between it's like right you just can't get your hopes up too much you got to just be a good manager of expectations and so in terms of like mental health i would just say um you know don't get too high and don't get too low and just really try to stay in the middle there and, and you can't go wrong Oof, that's a soundbite right there definitely, uh just definitely. saying just saying <laughs> but you brought up the photography aspect and as a fellow photographer myself what's your favorite thing to shoot do you like shooting portraits or are you more like a landscape guy what what's your favorite thing um, I love portraits. I love taking photos of people. Um, headshots themselves aren't that interesting. I feel like you can try to make them as interesting as possible. Right. Um, but I love taking pictures uh, of people, even more like fashion editorial style um, uh, photography. And my wife really wants me to be a landscape photographer. She's like, we need some new photos for the house. And I'm like, I got a ton of photos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're all photos of people. And I'm like, well, that's, that's kind of what I do. Like, you can't, <laughs> exactly. you know what I mean? Like, if I'm going to put photos up in my office, I, I'm not going to sell out and go start taking photos of mountains all of a sudden. Right. <laughs> that's so funny man and what type i mean of stuff do you take photos of i really like uh the street art photography like just taking pictures of people you know in their natural habitat maybe just walking down the street to work or like coming out of yeah. starbucks and things like that but i like landscapes as well i mean i do a little selling my portraits or selling those on the side so that does really well um but yeah street photography mostly and i mean you being so big into youtube are you a fan of peter mckinnon have you ever watched any of his stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's super talented. 
Yeah, and I mean, I because I saw that uh, you learned a lot of your photography trade from YouTube. You can learn so much from YouTube; it's absolutely insane. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know, it's one of those things. I just had a conversation with a friend today who's sending his kid off to college next year, and it's private school, but it's like seventy thousand dollars a year. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. And I'm like, you're telling me you're going to come out more than a quarter of a million dollars in debt and all this information is available on YouTube? Right. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can educate for yourself for free. You know what I'm saying? But You just don't get the paper. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Are you a black and white guy or a color? We know, you know, black and white is dead for headshots. You know, that that's a pretty much old school dead. But what about for, for photography for yourself? Like, are you a black and white guy or color or what? Oh, black. Black and white is one of those things. Like I'm always like, oh, why didn't I take any monochrome? You know what I mean? Like yeah, right. switch the switch the, uh, the 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 setting over, and and you know you can always do it later. But yeah, black and white is um is so timeless and so um it's so fun to work with. Um and so yeah, I, I mean I mostly shoot in color. Um, but there are certain times where you're like, this feels like black and white. And, and, and that's kind of the aesthetic of our house now too. Everything's very, everything is white or, or black and very clean lines and everything. So, um, I, I have a feeling I'm going to, I'm going to start taking some more black and white photos here because we just moved into our place. So we have a lot of walls to cover with. There you uh, go. Oh, nice. Art. There you go. Well, I want to jump back into the career a little bit. You brought it up earlier, and I, I mean, I have to know because Viola is so damn powerful. Yeah. She's so like, oh, shit. What's it like you get that phone call? It's your very first TV appearance, your very first book, and you're like, you're going to be in a scene with Viola Davis. Was that like an oh, shit? Like super excited and then oh, shit, I have to be in a scene <laughs> with Viola Davis? Like how did that go, man? That's pretty much exactly how the the, uh, the the range of emotions went. Because like, you know, I auditioned for the the in the scene I auditioned for. I knew that I was auditioning um, or, or reading basically with her character, right? And being a fan of the show, like I knew exactly who she was. I mean, she's such a hard ass on that show. Oh yeah. I mean, in pretty much everything she does, right? And in the episode that I was in, I played a, a police officer who found this piece of incriminating evidence against her. Mm. And she looked at me in the rehearsal and she gave, you know, I was like, Oh, I found it. And I, and I held up the piece of evidence and she looked at me like, boy, you better put that down. You know I mean? like, <laughs> and, and, um, it was, oh, it was so intimidating. One of, one of my really quick favorite stories to tell is like, I thought I was ready for the big role. I wanted the big, you know, the big, huge thing. And, and my first booking on how to get away with murder was one line. Right. And it was, the line was, I think I found something and, uh, we're going through rehearsal. I had no idea what a rehearsal was. I'd never been on a TV show before. And so I didn't know how it worked. And the director was like, okay, uh, Brett, and then you come over here and uh, you pick the thing up. Uh, Hey, there's something over here. He paraphrased my line. And, uh, but I was like, well, that's what he said. So <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh, <laughs> he's the director, you know? So the first take I, I said his paraphrase line, um, because I figured that's what he wanted me to say. And somebody yells over from the other side of the wall, the script supervisor was like, Hey Brett, uh, it's actually, and she corrected me and I felt so <laughs> dumb. Like, Damn. I was with one 
line. And right. I didn't even get the one line right. And so I was like, okay, noted. <laughs> I will read from the script next time. <laughs> oh, man, that's fantastic. And was Viola understanding? She was like, no, that's okay. You know, you're all right. Yeah, dude, or she's she like, you couldn't get so one sweet. line? <laughs> no, she was so sweet. They, that day they had her working like, like she worked like 16 or 17 hours Oof. that day. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I'm literally, you know, sitting there next to her the whole time when they're, you know, second teams in there they're lighting and everything and i'm i'm sitting next to her it's literally just her and i and i'm like don't talk too much but like it's weird if you don't say anything right and, uh, you know and so i was like uh miss davis i really loved you in the help you know i was like of course you did brett she got <laughs> everybody liked her in the help but um you know she was she was so sweet and for for the amount of hours she worked that that one day that i got to be a part of her world um, you know, she was, she was so sweet to me and it was just a great first experience with, um, you know, an A-list celebrity who, you know, was, was pretty, uh, generous with her time. So Absolutely. I'll always be, always be, be really thankful for that. Well, that's good to hear because one of our past guests, uh, Kirk Beauville, him and his wife are like really good friends with Viola and her husband. They hang out together all the time. You know, they do things together. And he mentioned just how down to earth and real of a person she is. You know, I feel like that's always true. I think people get so star starstruck and, and treat these people as if they're on a pedestal, but most of them are just down to earth, real people that just want to be treated like everybody else, you know? Right. And, you know, when I first moved out here, I, I, I did um, catering events for a very short amount of time. Um, but I got to rub elbows with some of the biggest celebrity. We're talking like Jennifer Lopez, Will Smith mm -hmm. level. You know what I mean? Like in, in not, and by rub elbows, I mean serve tuna tartare. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so, uh, you know, and to be around people like that, I always I always hated when servers were like, oh, you know, who's, he's such a dick. That guy's so he's such an asshole. Right. It's like, yeah, but you 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 saw him for like 10 minutes. Like, you don't know that he all he could have had a bad day. He could have just got bad news or he could have just not really cared that much about you as a person. <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> That's you know exactly what I mean? Like, what does he have to? Like, do he, what he didn't say thank you because you gave him his drink or whatever. Like, sure, I think you should say thank you to to wait staff and all that. But like, if you forget, let's not go spreading rumors now around town that Ben Affleck is an asshole because he didn't say thanks. Because you know what I mean? It's like I just I've, I've never liked that. I'm always like, let's give these people the benefit of the doubt because when go. they're out and about, everyone knows who they are, and there has to be so much pressure. Oh, can only imagine. And I mean, what we like to talk about a lot on the show is going back to these are just real people doing a job yes it gives them all this notoriety but at the same time like they're just like you and i they they have bad days they have good days and i mean sometimes they just don't want to be talked to so i mean it is what it is yeah no for sure it's you know you you yeah, that's the that's the bad thing is like you know if you only get one day on set with one of your idols or one right. of your favorite actors and they just maybe happen to be off that day um, you just hope that people can kind of give them the benefit of the doubt and not, you know, hold that against them for the rest of their lives. Or maybe you just hope that their paths get to cross again and they can be and, and they can kind of redeem themselves or whatever. So, yeah, you know, it's like, you don't, uh, 
you don't you don't go goo goo gaga over your dentist or over the exactly <laughs> like you know what I mean? it's like just doing their job man hell That's yeah it. hell yeah and i'm super interested in um voice acting and i saw that you did a voice character for the wwe game and so how does that happen do you have to like audition for the voice process or does your agent just call you and say hey i think we got something for you or how does that like whole process start out man i wish the latter were true um, I, wish, <laughs> I wish it was just somebody calling to say hey we got a job for you hell yeah <laughs> uh, i think that's how that's how everybody thinks it happens um but no the um so the voiceover stuff it's it's a little different but i actually didn't realize they they were very secretive about what that project was oh wow um and so they were calling it like tag team something or other yeah and, and they they didn't even tell me it was voiceover i actually went into a casting office and auditioned um as if it were going to be some kind of uh real you know, uh, show or movie or right. whatever. And then my, my manager called me a few weeks later and was like, Hey, you booked that tag team thing. And by the way, it's WWE 2020 and shoots up in San Francisco and it's going to be motion capture, uh, video game, the whole, and I was like, Whoa, that, that's, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Right. I've never done a video game let, or, or even any kind of motion capture. So, um, yeah, I got to spend like, uh, three weeks up in San Francisco doing, you know, they put all the dots, on you and, and you do <laughs> yeah all the all the actions and the voice of the you know it was, it was it was super super cool um really really grateful for that i'd love to love to do more of that definitely definitely and then while you are recording this thing you get a tap on the shoulder from a producer say hey you're nominated for an emmy right <laughs> like what yeah. that's insane what was that yeah. feeling like well you know i was um it was incredible it was um you know I had almost forgotten about it because the last time that I traveled to South Carolina, which is where we shot the TV series, the inspectors um, on CBS, we filmed season three and four simultaneously. Oh, wow. So I had almost forgotten that another <laughs> season had just aired because, you know, we filmed it a year and a half ago. Yeah. Whatever, right. You know? And so I kind of forgot. I'm like, Oh yeah, I guess it is about that time uh, for, for Emmy nominations to come out. And, um, yeah, when I, I heard the news, I was just like, you know, cause I, I went down there the first year I, you know, I played a, uh, my character was a paraplegic mm-hmm. who, you know, and they didn't actually cast a paraplegic because there was a ton of flashbacks and things like that. And right. so, and, but I remember the executive producer, the first day on set was like, you know, just, just so you know, we, we fully expect you to get nominated for an Emmy for this role. And I was Oof. like, gosh, no pressure. Right. Like <laughs> shit. <laughs> He was like, no, it just has, it just, it just, I just feel like if you, if you can do it right, it has all the makings, you know, it's, it's a good, good story and, and th- this, that, and other thing. And I was like, oh, okay. And then that, that season, uh, award season came and went and I didn't get nominated for it. Uh, next season didn't get nominated next season. So I was like, you know, I had forgotten about it. I was right. like, it wasn't, it was a, it was a dream and it would have been great, but it definitely wasn't something I was holding my breath on. So to find out, um, you know, after the fact was, was, was pretty awesome. And I got to take my wife to the Emmys and, um, you know, I got beat out by a 10 year old girl. Uh, <laughs> she deserved it. She was awesome. She was super sweet. Um, and she didn't rub it in my face or anything. Oh, okay. So yeah, it was, it was a cool experience. Well, I, and I want to talk about that too, because I mean, like Logan said at the top with the passion that just comes through when you're talking about what you do and, and, 
clearly the love you have for the industry. I want to talk about how you've been able to navigate successfully the ups and downs because, like you said, you know, you come in, you, you, your first you book is on a huge show, right? And then you probably go a little stretch without getting some stuff. Then you're the lead. You get booked in a lead on a show that, I mean, nowadays, if you get past one season, it's awesome. So you've got a, a several season run on the show. You're the lead. You get an Emmy nomination. And now you're talking like, okay, now I'm doing commercials and I'm doing – how is it to navigate the process like that? I mean does it get into your head sometimes? Like, okay, I'm the lead now so I can't go backwards. I have to keep going forward or how do you approach that? Because I imagine that would be pretty difficult, right? Yeah. No, I think that's a really good question and, I, and you know, I, I don't ever really – it's not often at least I would say that I really sit back and, and kind of – take a look at my resume or take a look at like, oh, how far have I come? And, and I think it's something that we should all do. And, and so I actually really appreciate you kind of bringing all that up and you've obviously done your research and homework. So good on you. But like to, to bring up the fact like, yeah, you, you, you did a couple of hit shows, a really small parts, and then you got to be the lead. Now you're doing this and then you're doing that. And, and until you really stop and, and think about the body of work that you've done, because mm-hmm. um, you're usually only worried about the last thing you did. Right. And you're mm-hmm. like, OK, how was that? And it, or, or you're really worried about the next thing. And um, and I think, um, you know, I think once you're once you've been a series regular or you've been a lead of a show, the expectation becomes, OK, well, I'm not doing any more small parts. You know, I'm not going to do any of these little, uh, you know, five line things. Right. Right. And so that shrinks the number of jobs that you can do. But at the same time, you have to kind of hold yourself to a certain standard now, you know, and because if you don't, no one else is going to see you in that light. So right. there's kind of this um, this pressure, this, um, you know, I, I'm not sure what the right word for it is but you're just kind of like i want the next thing that i do to be as good if not better than the last thing i did um you know but there's certain things where you're like okay this thing might not pop this this might not be a hit show but um i'm gonna do it because the character's awesome or you know screw it the money's really good and i'm not i got nothing else and i gotta pay my rent you know or whatever um, so yeah, and you just never, you just never know. And also like I was, I was, I, I auditioned for a show, uh, last year or maybe a year and a half ago. And I'm like, what is, what is ratched? Oh, ratchet. And, and, but I didn't know, I didn't know what that was going to be. I didn't, you know, cause no one, no one tells you, of course they're like, Oh, Ryan Murphy's the executive producer. Anything he touches turns to gold, but you don't know what's going to be the number one show on Netflix. Right. Um, <laughs> and so little, little things like that. Um, I think probably boost the ego more than they do the actual career. But sometimes, honestly, in this in this business, like your your ego sometimes does need it needs to get checked, but it also needs a little bit of that validation. To Absolutely. Keep you going. Absolutely. And, and and talk about an experience. I feel like you're a student of the game. So I feel like you, you come at it with the approach that no matter what, I mean, think about it. It's a Ryan Murphy series. Like you said, you know, you're on it. It's, it, you know, it's going to be a hit. The learning opportunity to be on a set like that, whether you're on one episode or five or whatever it is, the learning opportunity and the things that you can walk away from, you know, with in hand for your career have got to be invaluable in a situation like that. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's, that's the right mindset to go in it. You know, some people, some people go into those situations still like, Oh, I can't believe I only have one episode. Just the, the lead's not even that good. And it's like, it's just the worst attitude you could have, you know, right. because somebody like Ryan Murphy, everybody, like I'm at the fitting and the, and the wardrobe person is like, Oh, you're so lucky. Like, 
Ryan's so loyal. He uses the same people over and over again. And that's what everybody said. The whole experience was just like, oh, yeah, once you're in with Ryan, like, you're good, you know. And I've never even spoke to Ryan Murphy. He wasn't there. (laughs) I can't imagine he knows. I can't imagine he knows who I am. He probably saw my face on the on the you know in the cut when they were you know approving the uh, the the edit or whatever. But um, but you know you 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 do it, and again it comes back to expectations where it's like I'm not expecting to get a call from my agent tomorrow and be like Ryan Murphy wants you to be the lead of his new show. Right. But also I'm not I'm not counting out that happening of like oh you got an audition for Ryan Murphy's new show and. Maybe he doesn't even know who the heck you are, but at least you got a chance to go in and audition again. You know what I mean? And 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 it's on your resume now. They can't ignore the fact that you've worked together before or whatever. It's just you know, just trying to add on, just continuing to always. I I thought of it when I first moved here, and I still think of it this way. It's kind of like a video game, where um, like a linear video game where it's like you have to beat a level to get to the next one, kind of thing. Not like you know Madden, but like. Um, <laughs> So you're, that sports you analogy, out, right? You start out at this base, and you've just gotta you gotta beat this next level. And you're not gonna beat the game in one day. And why would you want to? Like, why would you want to be done with the game like in in a day? Like that just seems like you're kind of you know reaching too far. And so I was like, all right, cool, I beat that level. Now let me go get to the next level. And you just want to keep adding, 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 adding. And that's like anything in life, whether it's acting or you're a doctor or you want to be an athlete or whatever. It's like just be better than you were yesterday. Um, be better than you were last year, whatever. Score score more points, uh, make more money, uh, whatever the goal is. Um, just just get get better and just constantly that way in 10 years you can look back and be like, oh, wow. I've done a whole bunch of stuff. This is awesome. And maybe it doesn't amount to some crazy career that you're going to, um, you know, win Emmys and Oscars and, and go down in history, but maybe it just builds, um, you know, an incredible story to share with kids or share with your family mm. someday of just like, Hey, you know, maybe I wasn't Brad Pitt, but damn, I was out in LA for quite a while and I did a bunch of stuff and Hell it was yeah. really fun. And I got a bunch of cool pictures to prove it and, and, and fun memories and whatever. And that stuff to me, is uh is invaluable i'm such a sentimental person i just want to keep every picture and every script and and, and every memory locked in so tight you know definitely and I, that's what i really love about this interview you're not taking anything for granted you're very humble about where you've come and where you are now and just all the experiences because that's really what we should be living living life for right experiences as long as you have a good one here you have a good one next year and bring up different things from the past to help others pursue their dreams and that's also what we wanted to talk to you about as well uh you want to help a lot of up-and-coming actors break into the entertainment industry and that's where we're also like-minded as well that's kind of the sole reason why we started the podcast so we could help the everybody it doesn't have to just be actor be writer producer director anybody who wants to break into the entertainment industry they can listen to the podcast and learn this knowledge and moving forward they can have a discussion to have with a writer director producer that's already established in the industry so that they can keep moving forward and i really like that approach to it because i mean it's all about helping each other at the end of the day Right. And, um, you know, to go back to your point about, you know, just building on experiences and stuff, I have this saying that I love, I love to kind of live by is that life, life is an experience that was meant to be experienced, Mm, you know, like, 
it's everything is an experience, um, you know, because who knows? Well, no one knows what the purpose of all of this even is. So, like, I don't know, just go experience and go feel some stuff. Go try some, some things and, um, and help people along the way. Um, I, I have to, you know, attribute a lot of that to, you know, just my, my, my faith and just knowing, like, I just, I want to be, um, a good, a good person, not only to, to myself and to my family, but to complete strangers. Um, you know, I know, uh, you know, you don't, you don't do it to receive anything, but I know that's, that's the law of giving, you know, the more you give, the more you receive. And, and I'm to the, I'm to a place in my life. I was having this conversation with my mother-in-law the other day. I was like, don't you just so much, wouldn't you so much rather give presents than Mm. get them? You know, isn't it so much better to like really see somebody else get excited? And, and I'm that way too. Like when I moved here, I had quite a few people help me. Um, and, and I want to, I want to help them, or, you know, help other people, excuse me, kind of pay it forward and just know like this industry is hard um, and nobody can really do it on their own. So That's like, it. just rely on me. Like if, if there's something I can do now, granted, there's certain things that I can't do or just won't do. If I don't know you that well or whatever, but like there are, some, there's a lot of advice. I mean, even just doing this interview, um, if one person hears this and is like, oh, that was so cool. Like I did an interview one time a couple of years ago on some podcast that I had never heard of. And just like, yeah, let's, let's do it. And, and some girl from Spain reached out to me and was like, I heard this interview you did mm. and it was really inspiring. And I just wanted to know if I could email you and ask you a couple questions. And I was like, this is so weird. And I was like, of course, like, absolutely. Because, you know, Oprah and um, even like Shaq talks about it. You know, Shaq was talking about it in this interview about how, you know, he's a huge investor now. And, right. and, he said at first when he started investing and switched from being, you know, a, a pro basketball player to trying to be an investor, he was just like, what company is going to make me the most money? And he said all of those investments tanked, every single one of them. But when he started looking at which investment is going to help the most people and make the biggest impact, he's like, all of those investments are home runs. Every single one of them. That's and Oprah said the same thing. When you when you let go of why are you why are you building this business? You're building this business because you want to get rich. You want to get famous. Why do you guys start your podcast? Because you want to get rich? Because you want to get huge advertisers who are gonna pay you a bunch of money? Well, if that's your intention, like you're gonna you're not it, it's gonna be it's such a shallow um goal and mindset like yep. all the results you get are going to be equally as shallow but if you really set out to do something because you want to help and you want to raise awareness or you just want to be a light to somebody else i just think that's when everything really starts starts hitting and um and that's i feel like i'm in a season of that in my life right now and it's just when you give you give thanks to a higher power or you help other people um, or you just, you just really try to be the best, best version of, of you and be selfless and really try to give, um, so much comes back. It's just incredible. It's, it's really, really incredible. Absolutely, man. That, that's, that's wholeheartedly what the purpose is. Like Logan said, I mean, if we can inspire one person to chase their dream who thought they had no shot at ever doing it, it's worth everything to have somebody, you know, tell them, tell you that, that you were the reason they, they are successful or you were the reason that, you know, they went after something that they wanted. In fact, just this past week, two young actors who didn't have any kind of 
of like, will we ever do it? Will we make it or whatever? We found out both have meetings with agents. One's booked for a, a show and, you know, and, and because of the connection of the podcast and to us, I mean, dude, when we hear things like that, it's like, that's what it's all about, man. Yeah, no, it's, it's incredible. It, it's, you know, you just want to see everybody else win. Um, you know, you, and you shift cause we live in a, we live in a world now where it's it, everything. It's just me, 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 you know? Yep. Um, and it's really, but I think we've seen enough of it now where, you know, there was like the whole selfie, um, movement, you know, where like that became such a thing and that's not really a thing as much anymore, or maybe it's just become normal to us. But I think we've seen so much of the me, 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 that there's this shift kind of happening. At least I hope so. Um, where, there's like this wokeness, you know, that it's like really, it's really uh, trendy to be uh, woke and, and, and care about people and whatever. And honestly, if it's, I don't care if it's a trend or what, what is the motivation behind it? Just the fact that I think people are kind of starting to uh, take notice a little more and not be as uh, selfish and, and call things out that aren't right. And, um, and, and just, you know, really try to make things as fair as possible. You know, we live in a, we live in a crazy world and it's only getting crazier by the day. It seems like by the hour almost. And so, um, you know, whatever we can do to help, uh, help other people. And like, and also it's like, if I can help somebody for like fulfill their dream, that's, that's awesome. But like, I'd rather help somebody like get a meal today. You know what I yes, mean? Yes. Like, yes. Like there's so many people who, who, who struggle to be like, man, am I going to get to eat today? And like, granted, I want, anybody who has a dream i want them to to reach that dream and and see it you know into fruition but like there's a lot of other things too that i really want for a lot of people which is just basic you know needs uh you know like food water uh, you know shelter all that stuff so um you know i think a little bit of what we what we do there needs to be some perspective and just always remember in the back of your mind that is although it is the most important thing to you um a lot of other people really don't care mm. <laughs> that much and and have a lot of other you know more pressing things that that could probably be be tended to absolutely this interview has just been amazing absolutely. honestly i mean honestly <laughs> oh, yes. thank you. dude just such a good person to have a conversation with about like the entertainment industry your career and life in general what really matters like that it's not about yourself there's a whole world out there that we just need to come in touch with and just accept all walks of life because everybody is worth loving to be honest with you yeah 100 percent, man let's like leave this place a better place uh than we found it and and you know if if if, if kids are in the future and, and raising another generation is in your guys's cards um you know I, I definitely hope it is for me uh it's like all right i want to raise uh the most polite respectful uh you know kids that i can and just just be you know have an impact on the younger generation and just keep making this world a better place and i know it sounds corny but i i, I wholeheartedly stand behind it and i'll say i'll say it till i'm blue in the face i don't care who calls me corny love is 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 so much better than hate and i think we can we can take it out we just gotta you know just generation by generation that's it man that's it not corny at all dude my daughter i always say is my single greatest accomplishment you know is is to oh, is awesome. to have a child and do what you just said to raise them up to be a decent and good human being and then see them go out into the world and continue that trend and to continue to contribute in that kind of a way there's no greater feeling dude that's awesome i can't wait to feel that 
Yeah, dude. Yeah, you're gonna love it. Now we can't let you escape, though. We, we, you know, we normally at the end of the interviews have you pass on some advice. This whole interview's been great. Yeah, it's all. You know, so we're gonna get you to do that, but we cannot let you escape without mentioning your perhaps greatest talent. Uh, You're a rapper. (laughs) (laughs) The man is a musician, a rapper, and um, so we can't let you escape without uh, giving us a rap, man. Oh man, on the spot freestyle. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, they got me on the phone. I'm doing the podcast. They asked me to rap. I'm like, whoa, not so fast. I'm talking about acting, and now you got me rapping, doing what I got to do to make this thing happen. I've been out here for 10 years. I'll do 10 more. Give me the best show. You can keep all the awards. I just want to do right by my family, make a little money. And hang out with my girl because she's my fine little honey. Hey, there we go. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Damn, put him on the spot and he delivered, man. It's like, it's like damn. Geez, man. I haven't freestyled like that really like since high school. I, I mostly just do the, I, you know, we like to write stuff and whatever. But I do actually have a new um, a new video coming out. It's called Self Tape Life, and it's all about how self tapes are just the worst. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> yes, um, love it. So I, I will make sure that you guys, uh, that you guys get to get to see that one. I'm actually shooting the video tomorrow, so um, very, very excited about that one. Definitely wanted to plug that. Definitely, dude. Definitely. Oof. But yeah, like he said, what we do at the end of every interview is have our guests leave one piece of advice uh, for the up and coming <laughs> actors. And then what pitfalls would you say to try to avoid? Uh, best piece of advice has to be it's a marathon, not a sprint. Take mm. it slow. You have to really love it because if you don't love it and you're just trying to do it for fame or money or anything like that, you're going to be severely disappointed. Um, it's not going to happen fast enough for you and then you'll end up quitting. So just know that it's a, it's a long, a long haul. Um, pitfalls would be getting with a bad agency or manager just to say you have one. Um, I think the best thing to do would be to get in class first and foremost and start making connections in the industry because acting coaches know a lot of agents and managers. Um, they know a lot of casting and directors. They, they're very well connected. Um, and so, you know, if you can get in front of a great acting teacher and really get their time and, and, and allow, you know, if they allow you to ask questions and sort of even kind of serve as like a mentor to you, um, I would do all of that before you start trying to get agents and managers and, and get to know casting directors and stuff like that. So just get in a good class. Cause if you're good, they, they can't, they can't ignore the fact that if, if you're good, right. like if you're just good. If you're just good looking or you have a bunch of followers or any of that superficial fake stuff, like that stuff they can see right through. But if you're good, you're good. So I guess mm. that's, that's, that's the best advice I have is that if you're good, you're good. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. No, man. Like, this whole interview is great. And the marathon continues, brother. Like, I'm only seeing super success for you in the future. Like, you're just an epic person to come and talk to us on the podcast. And honestly, open invite. Anytime you want to come back on the show, talk uh, any industry news, we do a top five segment, or just yeah. come back on to plug something, bro. Anytime, open invite. Amazing. Thank you so much. That means so much to me. I'll definitely uh, take you guys up on that. Fantastic. And before you go, tell everybody where they can follow you because we definitely want them to follow you, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, my, my username on all social media is uh, Brett J. Green. That's Brett with one T. 
There you go. J Green on all of them. All right. Well, we'll make sure to direct everybody that way, man. And just again, thanks so much for coming on the show and chatting with us, dude. Extremely inspiring. We we could not be more happy. And uh, best of luck, continued success, my friend. And and we'll be in touch soon, dude. All right. Thanks a lot. Best of luck to you guys as well. Appreciate you. Take care now. All right. You too. Bye. See ya. Oh boy. I was not expecting that. No, man. This this guy's approach and how he just goes with everything in the flow like and i you know we talk about this all the time but he's he's one of the first guests who who's brought that up about how find another avenue to to make some money in between the dry stretches but don't sell out don't go away from the creativity yeah. you know because you don't have to and he it's so refreshing to hear somebody else with that approach like Agreed. find a way to stay doing what you love even during the dry spells and man what a great guy dude that was so great like i there's no other words for it it was just absolutely phenomenal thank you again brett green for coming on the show all right, now it is time for the top five segment, man. Oh, this one's difficult. This one is really freaking difficult. It was. Of course, brought to you by our podcast producer, Jason, who makes everything everything in life so damn hard. He does, man. <laughs> Give us a break, bro. I know. But this one, I mean, like, honestly, to th- these ten people were like the tip of the iceberg of the amount of people that we could have added I to know. this list that we – Want on the show. Exactly. Have you figured it out? That's our category. What is it? Exactly. Guests we want on the show. Dream guests yes. we want on the show. Dream guests. I mean, obviously, I don't – I think all of you know who both of our number ones are, but we'll get there. We'll get we'll there. We'll get there. Like, er. Oh, man. <laughs> but uh, my number five, starting with number five, this guy, I've been watching his show since the very beginning. I'm talking about Sean Evans from Hot Ones. Mm, he yes. has just like shot up to super stardom because it started on YouTube, very low quality set. They kind of just threw everything together. It's an interview segment for celebrities to come on the show and there's 10 Hot Wings that various get get hotter and hotter. Like, And it's freaking hilarious. I mean, what's that say about human beings? We've talked about this. It's true. What's that say about human beings that we find entertainment in other people's pain? And speaking of, High Fidelity Zoe Kravitz handled that shit. Yeah, she did. She didn't sweat. She didn't tear. She didn't take any drink at all went through it. I was so proud. I, I was so proud. It's man. so badass. But I mean, this thing has grown so much that there is now a whole game show on cable networks. Yes. And also, they put the uh, interview segment on Hulu as well. There like, you go. They put the YouTube show on Hulu. So, Sean Evans, I mean, we've been trying over social media. So, hopefully, that will happen soon. Look, our next thing is we're going to line them up. We're going to do our own hot sauce challenge to right. get you on the show, bro. Seriously. We, to show you we can handle handle it we can handle it exactly <laughs> um okay so now i have to throw an honorable mention before i say my number five to zoe kravitz yeah right obviously she'd Badass. be a dream guest i would love to have on the show but my number five no surprise here you guys if you've been listening since the beginning you know i'm a huge lily collins fan freaking the last tycoon oh my gosh i've been following her career since she started way back in the blind spot yeah talk about somebody who's grown massively over the, over the last several years in her career she is just absolutely slaying it emily in paris most recently um but just i mean phenomenal young woman um you, you know and just a brilliant actress and a great author unfiltered was a, a fantastic book um just everything about and she's phil collins kid yeah 
Hello. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just that alone makes her epic, but epic in her own right. And yes, Lily Collins, I would love to have on the show. Come on the show. And Come talk on the to show. Us. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, my number four, I'm just going to throw it out there because this guy is huge right now. He's like damn near as huge as The Rock. Um, talking about star wise. Uh, Will Smith. Will yes. Smith is a super fucking badass. I even loved Wild Wild West, even though that movie was awful. Yeah, no. But he made that movie entertaining. Like, Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West and did the soundtrack I loved. I grew up watching his stuff. I mean, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Men in Black, uh, fucking Hancock. Like, dude, this guy is an amazing actor that basically came from nothing and he can still freaking rap like amazing i just i just had this brilliant idea because tyson is fighting everybody right now he's like come on let's do these charity events or whatever will smith will smith i think i can beat mike tyson we'll prove it now you can prove it let's do this you bolt up for ali man get get back in the gym and let's see i I think i can beat mike tyson i mean i just just popped in my head but it would be brilliant see now because like JLo, come on the show and talk to us about that, bro. That'd exactly. be epic. That'd be epic. It really would. Okay, no surprise here on this one either. Favreau. Yes. Why? Because I love film, directing, producing, acting. Right. Everything about film, television, all of that. I love the Mandalorian. Everything. Blah blah. Yeah. But I also love to cook. Yeah. And the right. man's got the chef show. <laughs> it's brilliant. I can't wait to watch every time the new seasons come out and everything. I want to talk to John Favreau about film. And cooking. And cooking. Because it would be epic. I can't even imagine how epic it would be to share some recipes with John Favreau and share some film talk and just – it would be epic. I agree. Enough said. It would be so <laughs> like, good. I would love to talk about him as his little uh, stint on Friends and how yes! awful that was. Like, I mean just <laughs> so many like – uh, just – oh, man. I know. I really would need to watch Swingers, um, the one with – isn't that the one with him Vince and Vince Vaughn? Vaughn? Yeah, it's, I haven't seen that one. Brilliant. Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant. Yep. You'll love it. Goodness gracious. Uh, Number three, no surprise. Who the fuck? I mean, when they heard this shit, of course, my one and only, my man, Patrick Dempsey, (laughs) Mick Dreamy, coming back. I mean, of course, we can talk about Grays, all that good shit. I just want to know what's going on in his life. What'd you do yesterday, bro? What's up? You still racing? You good? That's good. I mean, you know, what hair product do you use? How do you make it (laughs) so nice every single time? I just want to know. I love him because from the (laughs) 80s, Can't Buy Me Love, remember that with Amanda Peterson? And just, I've been a huge fan of Patrick Dempsey also. Not quite as big a fan as J-Lo. you know. But um, but huge fan. He'd be epic to talk. He to, would. He's he's just seems like a really great guy. He does. I mean, he'd be a fun conversation. I pre-ordered sure. your Funko. I'm just saying. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I knew. I, it <laughs> I mean, had to course. happen. Of you course. knew that was gonna happen. <laughs> My number three is the current it girl of the moment. But yes. I have been a fan long before anybody even knew who she was. There you go. Zendaya. Yeah. I mean, just to see her skyrocket from Disney Channel to where she's at now, they're talking potential Oscar nomination for her, you know, so I'm all, and we, we talked about it in the news, Euphoria. Ooh, so freaking good. I mean, this this woman is just absolutely Emmy winning, like, slaying amazing. it. Yeah, she already got the Emmy. Let's let's go ahead and give her the, you know, and, and plus, they're talking about doing her in the um, biopic for Ronnie Spector, oh, so, so she good. could get the ego. So good. I mean, she could give her everything, the Tony, the Oscar, give the Grammy. Every, just like, she deserves it. She does. And I would just love to talk to her, honestly, about life and how she came up and where she's grown and how she's gotten there. I mean, you know, we had uh, Adam Aragoyan on and talked 
talked about what kind of a person she was and it would just be epic to, to really get to know her and talk to her and I bet we could get deep in that conversation about some issues going on because she's very aware. Yeah. Plus, what is Tom Holland like? Yeah, right. I mean, what if anybody really got like? the lowdown, is Spidey really cool or exactly. what? Exactly. You know? would yeah. have it. <laughs> Talk about that uh, umbrella fucking lip sync battle. That's right. That'd be oh so my great. gosh, that's so great. Oh man, uh, my number two also comes by no surprise. This is the guy I basically aspire to fucking be. Everybody knows we are writers, directors. So this is the guy I looked up to the most. Like him with John Favreau, me, Kevin Smith. Yes. This is literally fucking the type of filmmaker i want to be hearing him tell his stories about going on set and shooting and then after everybody's done for the day relaxing he's in the editing bay editing the movie together so everybody can see how it's going to look like and so that they can all see before the actual premiere and everything that helps people like just track how the movie is going he is my type of dude so down to earth and fucking just amazing of course podcaster as well grandfather podcaster so i mean he's an amazing Amazing guy and comic book geek and a comic huge book geek. comic book geek and a hockey fan. I want to talk to him about the jerseys. Yeah, I know, right? Or and directing Supergirl and Flash and so like and awesome. he wrote a, an entire arc of the Green Arrow comic book series, yeah. and it was one of the most acclaimed arcs in the history of the book. So exactly, I, mean, I would love yes, yeah, so much to exactly. talk to him and, about. And the Batman is part of like his exactly. fucking comic book for the his version of the Batman and this new Batman. Yeah. Like, you know? So good. So that's right. Yeah, with the gun. for Yeah. yeah. Mm. I know. So much. Okay. My number two is probably the equivalent of your Patrick Dempsey. It makes sense. I mean, so, but I'm just going to say, you know who he is. He's the best there is at what he does, but what he does isn't very nice. I'm <laughs> kidding. He, everything he does is nice. Yeah, he's But you know nice. who I'm talking about? The greatest showman himself, Hugh Jackman. Yes. I love this guy. I absolutely he's love amazing. this guy. Everything from his from his coffee. You guys know he's got his own coffee brand. His, uh, I mean, fantastic. Actor, director, producer, singer, extraordinaire, just everything he does, and a badass Wolverine. Yes. I'm just going to say it. A badass Wolverine. That's, I mean, that's where I got to know him, obviously, and then everything since, but... Um, and I feel like him and I are connected because James Logan. I'm James Logan. Right, so right. I feel like we're connected. In some I just way. feel like this guy would be an epic conversation. Yeah. I mean, I really do. His battle with skin cancer, just, I mean, we could dive deep into all kinds of stuff yeah. with him, too. And of course, the battle with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. We, I mean, everything. And the battle with the people about washing his hands. Like, <laughs> yes. yeah, like, yeah. I mean, just social media, man. Social media. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Number one. Of course. Should be no surprise on both of our lists because we give the only O that matters the big shout out at the end of every show. You guys have been hearing us talk about this for two and a half years now. We want Oprah yes. on the show. Yes. Somehow, some way, we are going to make this happen at some point. Whether we got to go through Gail, whether we got to go through Stedman, or whoever, we want Oprah on the show. She's like the epitome of the American dream. Rags to riches. I like, mean, she's like. She's the ultimate hustler. Yes, and literally has overcome so much, not just being poor, but the assaults on the sexual assaults. Yeah, and like drugs. Her, like, the drugs. Yeah. I mean, the, the weight gain and loss and just like her story is absolutely phenomenal and she would be so inspiring to talk to. She's inspiring anyway, yeah. but to talk to her and be able to like just mm, – I know. Mm. 
Come on, Oprah. One day. Oh, we've One given day. you a shout out on like a hundred and twenty something shows, man. Come on, <laughs> come Oprah. On, come, come on. on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, such a good top five segment. Great job, Jason. I mean, he's killing it every he single is. week. I mean, like we've said last week, I mean, he's got basically until summer planned out. Yeah. So I mean, bravo to him, man. Bravo. Uh, now going over to the box office recap. We talked a little bit about it in the industry news, but the crudes. I mean, they fucking. It was huge. It was absolutely huge. Yeah. It's like. The new age animated film right now. Uh, Crude's new age, like I said, came in at nine point seven million. Number one, uh, number two, everything else kind of fell below a million. Oh, yeah, way below. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number two was Freaky, that Vince Vaughn one yep. uh, came in at seven hundred seventy thousand, uh, hundred thousand. Right. Uh, and then War with Grandpa came out at six hundred and forty-four hundred. Bobby's 000. still hanging. Bobby still there, Mike. Still hanging. He's still there. I'm so excited about the Hollywood producer. Me too. One with him that one's gonna be so good. I agree. Uh, number four was Let Him Go with four hundred and fifty-nine hundred thousand, and number five was Come Play with. Uh, Three hundred and eighty-nine hundred thousand. There you go. So yeah, there it is, guy. There it is. <laughs> and uh, new movies coming out, possibly new. Are you? Uh, the Lost Adjuster, uh, Nomadland, uh, All My Life, Wander, Half Brothers. No idea. No idea. Not, <laughs> Do not you know? Likely to see any of them uh, yeah. until they hit a streamer. Yeah, exactly, I mean. exactly. And movies you can still go see in a select theater, maybe near you. Honest Thief, Elf. Tenet, The Santa Claus, and The National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It only makes sense at all the Christmas movies. I mean, come on now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, now, heading over to the IMDb Pro Top Trending segment. Oh, man, you guys know we love this app. We cook with we it. We do. We clean with it. We use, like, the little sanitizer water. Like We do everything with it except shower. Oh, whatever. He don't, showers. Don't lie. I, I don't. don't lie. He's just lying to you guys. It's okay. I don't. I don't shower with it. You don't? I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. I have it. I don't shower. <laughs> what it, it's right there. <laughs> don't lie to the people. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, the top trending movie was Happiest Season. Uh, of so, which we told you about. Exactly. The top trending show is The Crown. Yes. And the top trending star is Anya Taylor-Joy, who's just been rocking and rolling. I still, after I catch up on Euphoria, I, Queen's Gambit is like a need be. Most definite. Like I, that limited series I heard is huge right now and so good. And plus I'm learning how to play chess. So it has a lot to do with chest she'd kick your ass oh probably probably (laughs) i don't know yeah i don't know how good he is yet we haven't played exactly you know probably uh we got to thank our guests one more time for getting crazy with us brett green for coming on the show episode 141 we got to thank our fans for listening again to 141 (laughs) Uh, of course be sure to follow him on social media he's just brett j uh green i believe right j green yeah everywhere and uh be sure to follow us on social media at crazy ant media and at it calf podcast the company and the podcast and follow us both personally on social media myself at jlo fantastic on all social media platforms and and crazy ant guy 1970 on all podcast platforms or social yeah, media yeah, platforms whatever anywhere everywhere exactly that's like, you know. fine you can listen to this podcast anywhere you find your podcast anchor apple podcast spotify google play music iheart radio podbean stitcher and so many more we're everywhere we guys are everywhere. of course everybody knows we also have a youtube channel so if you're watching this on youtube be sure to hit that like button on the video subscribe ring that bell for all the greatest and latest notifications of our crazy ass 
podcast videos yes. because you guys want to come get crazy with us. It's freaking amazing right now, and we appreciate it. We also have like a little tiny contest have it going on with uh, our female ant character that we're gonna. It's kind of the uh, the bonk and somebody kind yes. of like Mickey and Minnie. Right, name bonk's girlfriend, guys. Name if bonk's you do, girlfriend. you get a T-shirt. Yeah, I mean, come on now. Exactly. You know, that's a, that's a fun win-win. Exactly. And you get to claim when when we are bigger than the mouse because we will be. You get to claim you named her. Exactly. I mean, come on now. It's exactly. Brilliant. Exactly. And visit our website, www.crazyantmedia.com, to shop for all the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear that is on there right now. Like we yes. said, holiday merch is available now, so be sure to check that out. And open your presents on Christmas morning with a bonk shirt. And uh, yeah, guys, it's been a freaking amazing episode, honestly. Uh, my favorite thing that we talked about this week was the whole Warner Brothers theatrical release HBO Max. That's that's huge. I, nobody's ever seen anything like that. That is absolutely insane. And and it's going to my favorite part too. And it really is by prefacing it with Disney's dominance. It really is going to come down to we talk about it all the time: the mouse versus the bunny, and what will Disney's move be now? Yeah. You know, so you can guarantee we'll we will probably be talking about that on next week's show. Oh yeah, whatever Disney does. So, exactly. Um, man, I know it was a lot, guys. It was a lot, just a lot of big news that broke this week. I'm so super excited. They finally confirmed Kate Bishop uh, yes. because I mean, there you know, there was all that back and forth. Everybody was kind of like, yeah. I really think COVID had a lot to do with it, though. Yeah, because there was a scheduling thing with her for her apple series mm. there and but it got shut down because of covid which i guess freed her up <laughs> yeah so i mean it's Yay. crazy man yeah we're so super excited we're so super excited and of course our number one on the dream guest that we want to come on the show we love you we know you know oprah, oprah!